most metal one of us all. He is the truth. Ah, yeah, true. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back and thank you for joining us on Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. We can be found on many, many avenues. We are on, I'm going to, I always have to like think about this when we do this now. It's uh, Google Play, it's iTunes, it's iHeartRadio app, it's the TuneIn Radio app. Our host site, thepodomatic.com. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, at HMOA number six PACK. We can be emailed directly at um, HMOA number six PACK at gmail.com and the general Facebook search will find us if you just look up heavy metal over a six pack. Uh, look for the cross guitars in the beer bottle and there, there we are. Boom. That was a lot of the letters. Boys to Men, ABC. BBC. Absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking like, like prescription commercial too. Like I was looking for the side effects afterwards. Right. So today, really fun day. I might be, uh, we, we do have our full, full panel of hosts back. Jay is back. He wasn't he with us for the last couple. Ooh. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you, sir. Welcome back, Jay. I was lost away on an island. I had the greatest job in the world. Brewing cold, fresh joy for thousands. So, uh... In the, in the spirit of having, like, super killer awesome guests, like, I, I'm totally stoked about today. I don't know if my fellow hosts are as, as excited as I am. We were just talking about this earlier. But uh, today we're all about the beer. We actually brought the head brewer. Is that the, is that the correct terminology? Or yeah, that is, works. Is it master brewer? No, I'm not really a master of much, to, to be honest with you. We, we, we make good beer. Me and Matt are the brewers at the Yale House. We, okay. we work as a team. All right, so we got, we got the head brewer and the assistant brewer of the Moon Hill Brewing at the uh, Gardner Ale House out of Gardner, Massachusetts. And um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Guys, thank you for joining us. Oh, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us officially. Um, Am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anything? You just started. I know. I already feel like... You say that at the end. (laughs) Oh, did I forget something? (laughs) (laughs) We may have already had a couple sips of beer. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> so, little change up today. Like we've done. Uh, that's awesome. Well done. That that worked <laughs> well, really well. Like <laughs> you guys are gonna you guys are gonna fit in here just fine. <laughs> um, so we're, we're we're changing the pace a little bit. We're kind of shifting away from uh, the 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 probably the first half and probably the primary reason for this podcast. And we're kind of going with the second half of uh, this podcast. We have a nod of approval over there in the uh, the, the back right corner. That is good. That's um, very good. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Today we're focusing on beer. We brought a brewery in. And by the way that today started, we're gonna we're gonna start bringing more breweries in, or just keep <laughs> inviting these guys back for for, uh, ra- for random episodes every time they do something cool. But um, again, Moon Hill Brewing out of Gardner, Massachusetts. Uh, we have the head brew mass, the head brew guy, and the the assistant brew guy. So, 
Start off with the cheers, boys. Oh, absolutely. Right. Cheers. 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 I thought I should do that in front of the mic. You know, these mics, especially when there's five of them in like the same room, like they, they pick up everything. So like that was actually probably pretty, uh, pretty, pretty damn perfect. So, um, you know, Leap, I, I was thinking, I have a hard time sometimes like opening up these interviews because I always ask like these really dumb questions or like where I get like this weird look, but. Um, I'm great at dumb questions. I guess he's good at answering. I guess my only, I guess my biggest lead question would be, what is it like having probably like the greatest job in the world? <laughs> it's a good um, question. Though. Well, it's great. Um, no, it's it's awesome. We love our job. It allows us to be creative, um, put something out in the world. End of every day, uh, you walk up. It's especially because we're a brew pub. Uh, it's one thing if you're in a production brewery and you can it and you send it out in the world. So that's cool, but we get to walk upstairs at the end of the day and have a beer with a crowd of people that are drinking beer that we created, and that's just an amazing feeling. Instant gratification. Um, instant gratification. Um, the worst part about it is when you're having a really rough day, there's a bar 10 feet above your head from where we're brewing, and it needs a fair amount of self-control, but, but I love my job. How long have you guys been in the position? I took over from the previous brewer about three, three and a half years ago, something like that. Been that long already? Oh. Yeah, I'm old. That happens. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Time I'm plus. sorry. I saw you leaning, and I and I interrupted you anyway. I, I said that was gonna be like my cue to shut up while you talked. He lied. I agree. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I was just gonna say, like, my morning starts off with at exactly 6:30 a.m. and I. Uh, wake up at the exact same time every single day. I put my pants on every morning at the exact same time. I go downstairs and make myself a perfect sunny side up egg. And then I go to work and I high five everybody there. That's basically my morning. Very scheduled. How long have you been brewing? Uh, just in general, I uh, started uh, uh, home brewing actually as my first Father's Day gift to myself back in the '09. I uh, bought myself a kit and I was home brewing for a number of years and then took some courses and uh, was looking around for a job and got shot down from every single one and, except for the one I have now. So here I am. Kind of the same situation. Um, my wife made a mistake. She uh, bought me a home brewing kit for Christmas thinking that that would be a cool hobby. And immediately, immediately addicted to the just enjoyment of it, the craft of it, just fell in love almost immediately. And I like building things. I've always been like a builder, any, anything, just figuring things out. So I started off with a typical person's extract kit, and then I was like, oh, no, I, th th this isn't acceptable. I, like, I, I need to make beer the way beer is supposed to be made. Just started, you know, doing some research, figuring all that out. Moved immediately to an all-grain system but built it all myself and then so on and so forth. Ended up volunteering at the Ale House where, you know, Ryan and I get some pretty good stories of me having some, you know, troubles brewing. And then I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go to the, I'm just going to go to the Ale House. You know, I know Ryan's there. So I go to the Ale House. I'm like, hey, man, you know, like, I got a stuck louder going right now. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just I'm just letting it go. He's like, yeah, that's all right. You know, so I just sat there, drank a beer, kind of he gave me some pointers, you know, back and forth. And, you know, from there on, ended up working with him he's the head brewer and i'm making beer with him so you guys are like a true success story like you're just like a homegrown like in-house in like got like the home kit and now like you're you're like rock stars in the uh, the, the brewing industry 
local boys Barbara. doing local things, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. A couple of local kids. Um, uh, Matt's from Winchester originally. I'm from Gardner originally. And um, no, it's just really cool just being able to do it in your hometown and see it because uh, we have this one beer called the Bucktush Blonde and Bucktush is this little beach town up in New Brunswick and I have a family reunion coming up in August and I have people up in like Canada so psyched that we named the beer after them and I have like you know, my 88-year-old grandmother, like, handing out beer to her church friends and stuff. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, no, it's, it's hilarious. It's so true. Like, the whole local boy situation thing is it's amazing. Like, I had cousins came in that not, you know, not too long ago. I had no idea who these cousins are, but we're a naturally giant French family. And they're like, oh, you know, my, my cousin works here, you know, Ducharme. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm your cousin, apparently. <laughs> you know? And it was, it was just a kind of a funny situation. It's, it's neat. You've already plugged one of your brews, and I have to say the Bucktooth Blonde is like sneaky evil. Yeah, like like me and the rest of my Canadian family. That's, that's it. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> Come on, that's the pork. Because because it's absolutely delicious. It is good. And like you have like two or three of them, and then you go home, and then like you can't stand up anymore. You're like, what's going on? Like, what, what happened? What, what's going, I'm a freaking pickle. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, right yeah absolutely. It was, like, it was 6.9% alcohol. We brought it down to 59 for that exact reason. So now we're oh, okay. um, so it's like less now evil. we're like sneaky mischievous. It's, it's less you know what I mean? Okay. Less evil. By the way, you come guys, on, there's a little bit of metal in there. We're full on evil. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we did come up with a, this twelve percent barrel aged beer, Scrum to Legend, which you might have heard me suckle on it a little bit. And I have yeah, can to we, say, you know, I, I, we might be jumping the gun here. Can we talk about this? Because this is unbelievable. Very good. No, thank you. Um, so, yeah, basically we brewed a Belgian triple, brewed it at 12% alcohol uh, by volume. Uh, we aged it in barrels, uh, oak barrels, for about 14 months. This one came out of a tequila barrel, uh, believe it or not. And we aged it with this uh, special yeast called Britannomyces. On the strain was Britannomyces clausini. Um, and it adds kind of like fruity notes to it. But this thing's, it's, it's almost like, it's a sipping beer. It's almost like a liquor. Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with 1990's Saturday Night Live. Uh, this is an old uh, Will Ferrell skit when he played uh, the uh, something Lemon, guy from behind the actor's studio. And he was commenting on some other actor's performance. And he's like, you know, I have, your performance was so great, I have to make up a new word. So it's so great that any other word employed would be woefully insufficient, would serve only to limit the sheer magnitude of the greatness intended as a descriptor. And I, I may have cheated and looked at it up on my phone, but that, that, that's what we wanted to name that beer. That was very prepared. Mm. These guys are the pop, the, uh, the pop culture references that these guys use for like their beers is actually pretty clever. It's kind of fun. We spend a lot of time drinking and laughing at ourselves. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you get the tequila barrels? Um, there's a brokers, so I'm not actually sure what kind of tequila I, I, it came from. Um, there was a bourbon barrels, and I believe that was an old granddad bourbon. Um, it was. Yeah, and we, uh, so we go through a broker, they're up in Maine, and basically they buy the barrels off of um, distilleries, and they take care of them and check on them, make sure they're okay to use, and we buy them off them. So, huh. yeah, the, the other versions of Scrum Trillessen coming out next is uh, we have a gin barrel, we have a uh, Sauvignon Blanc barrel, and a Chardonnay barrel coming out. And we just filled four new barrels for next year's release. Four new barrels? Four new barrels. The Cabernet Sauvignon, the Pink Tequila, which Pink Tequila is pretty cool. It's a uh, tequila aged in a red wine barrel. Yeah. And what else was it? Gin barrel and a Chardonnay. 
So you take something that was aged in a barrel already, add something else, age that in a barrel. Now you guys are using said barrel that has double aging in it for beer. Yeah, yeah, it gets pretty wild. And it picks up the flavors of whatever was in there beforehand, which is pretty cool. See, I love it. I love barrel technology. Yeah. I know you guys are quiet over there. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in like, I'm in like beer bliss right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've actually recently been watching a lot of like uh, Egyptian documentaries, and one of the big things in, in that society, like for three thousand years, is they were all proud of their beer. Very much it so. A, it was a big deal. Like, and I find it interesting that we've adopted that kind of uh, uh, added that to our society. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's such a higher passion for beer these days than there ever has been. Like, I remember when I was a kid, it was like Budweiser. Like, <laughs> Everyone used to make fun of American beer. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to oh, cut yeah. you off. Um, but I feel like it all, it all swapped, you know what I mean? It all used to be all over at Europe and whatnot. Yep. Now all of a sudden we have our own beer culture and we're actually fragmenting out beyond the historic European beer culture. Now we got these new IPAs. And some of the stuff gets silly. I won't comment on what trends I think are silly or not right now, but because um, I have some friends making when, some. When science meets beer. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. It's, it's cool stuff. And we're, we're well, we'll, get, you to, we'll get you to drink up and loosen up a little. Oh, absolutely. Bit. Then we, then we absolutely. can box people, and we'll just, you know, when you recommend our show to your friends, you just be like, just stop at like hour one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, minute 52. Stay away from that. Going back, though, to like the whole uh, American kind of changing their whole views and, and, and getting gaining their respect in, into the, the world. Another cool thing is that, like he was saying, is that we moved away from like just doing that stereotypical like European styles and, and or like just the blase American old styles um, to like now that these other countries, you go to Europe and they're importing American hops, they're like getting our, you know, American barley and everything like that and they're trying to like recreate our beers, like our new style of beers, because to them, like it, it's new, it's something that they never did. They're, they're they're still brewing, you know, their grandfather's 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 uncle's grandfather's recipe, and they're like, this is cool, let's do it. And it's a uh, it's kind of cool seeing that. Like my little brother just got back from Italy not too long ago, and from his local pub, he brought me back a couple of American IPAs that are brewed in an Italian pub. I'm like, this is amazing, it's cool. It's with Cascade hops, and it's like, that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Uh. Uh, Alehouse, Moonhill Brewing, uh, specifically. Like, do you guys are you, are you like a are you a farm to brew kind of society, or like are you, are you supplied pretty? We're actually all over the place right now. We're starting to just move into more locally sourced ingredients. Actually, what is it? Next week or next two weeks from this Friday, we're going to uh, a Brewers Day at uh, Four Star Farms over in I always say Northboro. It's not Northboro. It's North uh, uh, North Greenfield. What's that town? North. North of Greenfield. Ah, oh, it's going Is it Northfield? It's just Northfield, isn't it? It might be. Uh, I feel really bad about that's this. Where the, that's where the boat ramp is on the Connecticut River. I think it's Northfield. Northfield. Yeah, yeah great, great people up there. Um, and they have a hop farm, and they invite the brewers out. It's all grown here in Massachusetts. And then as far as malting, there's only one maltster in the state, and that's Valley Malt. Um, they're out in the western part of the state as well. Start trying to bring more of them in. Uh, as of right now, we have stuff coming in from Germany, Australia, New Zealand, everywhere. Everywhere, not South Africa. <laughs> yeah, Anheuser Busch bought up uh, pretty much all the hops in South Africa. We weren't going to use them anyways, but it's just kind of like a funny thing how they just bought out a whole 
geographical region tops. <laughs> it's like, oh. Just one of those things you just want like a little bit just because they have all of it. And, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can go on you can go on northernbrewer.com and you can buy um, you can buy South African hops, which just so happened to be bought out by Budweiser. This has like a lovely like little bitterness to it, but like like it smooths it out. But like this is twelve percent alcohol. Twelve percent. So if I can't finish the interview, guys, I'm just I know that I I, I know there's like literally probably like a five ounce sample here. It's important to know that it's illegal for us to make anything over twelve percent. Yeah, I didn't say so. It. So it's exactly twelve percent. Exactly twelve point zero. Now I thought the laws had something to do with like you can bottle over a certain. It depends on what kind of license you get, and that's that's a whole hairy kind of Byzantine sort of thing. But our license, it's nothing over twelve percent, and um, it has to be a malt product. We can't like make a, a straight out cider or a wine or anything like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it takes care of a few questions like later on down the road today. <laughs> um, but um, what I actually thought would be interesting, like since we had a, since we had brewers here, if um, because in our in our show we have we actually have a segment, and uh, I actually brought my sample here, so. We're not necessarily beer connoisseurs. Like, I, I drink a lot of beer, and I drink a lot of different styles of beer, and I cool. enjoy a lot of beer. But what I did was I came up with this fancy, like, little scorecard. For, it's like, very how, fancy. For how we rate. Are you going to put that up on the site? Well, this is what we so, actually use for, so like, our scores. People can play along at home, though. Well, oh, but they can't taste the beer. So you can true. edit they, this they out, right? That was a very true. dumb thing I no, said. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, 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 I see where you're going with this. Dumb. I see where you're going with this. But what I actually thought would be interesting, because like obviously, if you guys go to your, if we go to your like brew pub and like whatnot, you get like mm-hmm. that big list. It has like the IBU rating. It has like you, you, the, all the information, like whatnot. Can you actually just explain that to the to the uh, the the, the non-smart people? Explain what what IBUs are, or like the whole flavor kind of experience. The whole flavor experience. That's I want, a whole lot. That's man. a big question. Um, I know. Loaded. But you know, it'll like, be a lot of fun someday. Um, we have sensory trainings as part of our training of the uh, waitresses, and we also have a homebrew club. And I get these little flavor capsules. Is this a short way of telling me you don't want to talk about it? What? No, no. Well, well it's, it's actually a very long way of telling you I don't want to talk about it. No, but but you guys should come along, and you guys can even set up your stuff, and you guys can do a, a live sensory training maybe sometime but that'd be cool you guys want to try some baby vomit it's pretty yes. amazing <laughs> which one was that I got butyric acid so basically you get these little spikes because the thing is the human palate like everyone has the same kind of hardware right like your tongue works the way it does some people slightly better than others but you don't know how to interpret the signals that your tongue sending to your brain so uh, my favorite story is I have this beer that, that we had this beer called a, a Hefeweizen forever at the L house and it's like clovey and has um, like these spicy kind of notes to it and banana notes. Um, and I had one bartender that kept saying it tasted like plastic. And, or no, she said it, was, it tasted like Barbie doll heads. Barbie doll heads. Barbie doll heads. Oh, that's, um... that's, that's weird. But after a while, we found out that certain people taste this certain chemical that is in this beer as plasticky. So she was remembering being a kid smelling her Barbie dolls. And like the beer tasted like plastic to her. She wasn't wrong. It's just she had no way to effectively communicate. That's what she's to us. You know what I mean? So a lot of it's just learning the same language. That sheet's genius. So you guys are just speaking the same language to each other. You know what I mean? My only disagreement with theirs, I would have said, it smelled like and tasted like GI Joe heads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I I still was stuck with the Barbadell heads. (laughs) How many kinds of kinds of beers do you guys currently brew? How many? All of them. Yeah, yeah. 
That's true. Um, no, it's not true because we contract brewed one. Uh, <laughs> um, no, last count um, is within, I've been doing it for three and a half years. I think we counted like 71 new styles within the first year and a half or something. We've been going nuts. We're just 70, having fun. 71. Yeah, some of them are great and they stick around and people want them back. Other ones, not so great and we kind of let them kind of fade okay. off into so, history. Uh, I've seen your facility before. Is there like a warehouse like underground somewhere? That's no, like we just have people? a lot of thirsty people. So we brew it and it goes out through your bellies. <laughs> <laughs> that's... We do have a cellar and I'm, you know, I frequent there. I'm, I'm, I generally enjoy my cellar. I got you. I got you. I have a painted window. It's nice. It reminds me what the outside looks like. So you never see it. <laughs> maybe this would be an easier question. Like, what's it, what's it, what's the general process? So, like, let's say tomorrow you're gonna like go in and like actually start like a new line. Like, what's the general process to get like a to get like a beer up and running? Starting from like the beginning of the brew day on. Yeah, sure. So um, and summarize the hell out of it if you want. That no, way, that's you fine. You don't have to talk for so or talk for forty five minutes, and I'll just keep drinking this, and I don't have to no, ask there, any more there questions. You go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, basically, what we do at first is you take the the, grit, the malt, the, the the malted barley, and you need to crush it. Um, goes up into what's called the mash tun, and you basically add hot water to it. And um, you know what it, what that does? It converts all these starches that are in the grain into sugar. Because right now, when you grind it up, you basically have flour. I mean, it's much coarser than flour, but same idea. I hate to interrupt you. Are you yeah, go ahead. You just told me to talk for 45 minutes. Now you're interrupting me? Are you writing this down? That's what he does. Yeah. Okay, oh, geez. super. Yeah, you know, I'm just making sure we're making the, notes. Okay, the whole good. Flow's, the whole flow's gone now. Please continue. <laughs> so so what, when you add hot water, there's enzymes in there that'll convert the starches into sugars. And uh, what's that do? What that's, what's happening there is basically that's a seed that says, oh, it's warm, it's wet, it must be spring. I want to become a plant, but I don't want to make a fucking plant. I want to make beer. So. We strain out all the liquid, all the sugary liquid, boil it, add the hops. The hops add bitterness. You know, I just told you I'm making a sweet liquid, so we want to balance it out. Um, send it downstairs, cool it off into the fermenters, and that's kind of Matt's domain. Like, we keep him in the basement, so I'll let Matt kind of take over. Oh, I'm taking over now? Yeah, take it over. I was just going to second what you're going to say. So now we're down to the basement. Yep. Um, yeah, I like that place. It's a good spot. And... At this point in time, we just talked about the, the sugary water work, is what it's called. Um, and now it's in the fermenter. So what we'd be adding now for the next ingredient would be yeast. So what yeast is going to do, it's going to start eating all those good sugars. It's going to start creating alcohol that way, and it's going to fart. And what's going to fart out is CO2. So if you go down to a, like a brewery and you see like this little blow-off bucket essentially is what it is and you see all these bubbles coming out of it that's really just co2 off-gassing from it's a byproduct for, for uh, fermentation so you're gonna see all this, this co2 venting off and then what it's doing is creating this beautiful thing called beer and at that point in time we'll basically let it go for as far as it needs to go and, and condition and do what it needs to do we have to dry hop the specific kind of style then we do that and then make it cold carbonate it and uh start serving it to you guys so what you can take from all that is we are all drinking 14 month old bar uh yeast poops yes yep it's delicious it's good stuff good and good on it so do you guys still brew at home no we coffee don't 
Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Right. Don't have enough time. Uh, we do have some side projects downstairs. Every now and then we'll pull something, you know, like kind of side stream a batch that we already have going and add something to it or play around with something. Um, we did have that one cool beer. Like, remember like a couple years back where like you had this weird thing going on in your basement. I had some weird oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, dude, these both taste good. Yours is dry. Mine's like kind of sweet. Let's just blend this shit together and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, Turned out great. It was awesome. What was that? Well, the, was like, well, the funny thing is, is actually when we used to help um, help out around the L house, we would take some of the work home at the end of the day and ferment it at home. And it was actually stuff that was brewed at the L house because we're only legally allowed to sell things that were brewed at the L house. It was brewed at the L house. I second it, that. It was brewed at the L house, and we brought it home and fermented it for about a year. It's kind of the same idea as what you're drinking right now. We added Brett and then brought it back. And it's just, you want to keep it alive. You want to keep it cool. And fresh, and right now our big side project is the barrel program. I love the barrels. The barrels are pretty fun. They're amazing. I mean, what, for 14 months we went in every morning, kind of gave them a hug and whispered sweet nothing really to them. <laughs> we really did. We went up and like show up and one of us is hugging the barrels. And... Hey, bud. Yeah. How's she doing over there? But it's She's cool fine. that you guys just do what you want with it. Like you create, you know, you experiment. I mean, I come from a cooking background, so it's the same thing. Just, it's the same idea. Let's try this, and then boom, yeah, it works. Exactly, absolutely. But yeah, there's a little bit of science that you're gonna follow, but beyond that, it's it's a lot of just you know, you know, being creative right. and playing with flavors. That's awesome. Cool. Do you get a do you get 100% flexibility in that in that field? Like, does your bo- does your boss? I know he's a cool dude. Yeah, but yeah. um, my boss is an asshole. Yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Wait, is there a mute button? Is there a bleep button somewhere? There's a knob. I there's, you, there's a knob. Oh, it's fine. It's, there's a knob over there. That's okay. Just, honest, just I, make, just I don't make, remember which one he is. Make sure you cut out the part of me calling him an asshole so he looks like the asshole for calling me the asshole. All right, you got it. Yeah, all right. But, uh, <laughs> asshole, asshole, asshole. So do you, guys, do you guys pretty much have creative freedom? We like, pretty much do, absolutely. It's, it's a creative process. So the, the, of course, when you get a bunch of like artists in a room together, you're going to butt heads every now and then. But we all love each other. And at the end of the day, we're upstairs at the bar having a beer. Um, but we do pretty much 100%. We, we go where we want. Every now and then with my names, the, the names I probably have to fight with my boss but the most because he's like, you're seriously going to name this beer Sassy Pants? I'm like, yes. Yes, that is the name, Sassy Pants. He's lying. The other day, he hit me with a pillowcase filled with oranges just to hide all of the bruises. Like, it, it just, it, he's like, hey, I'm going to hit, I'm, you know? I was like, come on. Really? Again? My other follow-up question would be, what, in high school, what were your uh, grades in chemistry? <laughs> Jeez. Asking for asking for a friend. <laughs> I didn't make it to chemistry. I don't remember. I actually wanted to be an astrophysicist in college. I made it to calculus three, and I almost ended it right right there. Okay, so just just, just, just further proof everything they taught us in high school is complete bullshit. Yeah, just saying. All right, that's a that's a personal event. You actually on. learn more about making beer going to a cooking school than you would in school. Right. So like, I, I'm not joking. Like, um, we have our new prep kitchen manager she just graduated from is it, is it Johnson & Wales is yep. that, is that what cooking school is and she was showing me a couple of her tests which was awesome and it was like a legitimate like just you know test and she's like oh I only scored like a 75 on it whatever it was and I'm like reviewing the questions I'm like wow they actually teach you about like fermentation lagers and ales um, carbonation byproducts of fermentation just like cool cool things like that and like I was like actually you know what He's wrong. He's wrong in this one. Like, you actually had this answer right. She's like, really? I was like, no, you, you're up to like a 78 now. Like, it, this, is, this is awesome. I'm glad they teach you this. It's cool. Yeah. 
Um, well, they kind of go into that science also, like when they're actually talking about like pairings and like whatnot, don't yep. they? Like if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Well, going with the, the fermentation and everything, when you make bread, any kind of bread, there's so many different levels and how long you get it. The same when you guys do the same. Mm-hmm. Same, thing same idea. Yeah. But yeah, Maillard reaction, the whole nine, that's just the browning. That's the fancy word for browning. Yep. And Bredillo's the same stuff in the kettle. The the beer comes out slightly darker after you boil it, just because right. of all yep. that stuff. Yep. And um, it's cool. That's, I love to cook at home now, too. I don't brew at home as much as I once did um, or ever. But yeah, it kind of replaced it. But like, a lot of the stuff I learned by learning about how to brew has made me a better home cook because I can just say, oh, hey, I could you know, make a roux because, you know, the... Whatever, the, the starches are going to pop and thicken and blah, blah, blah. I, I understand the science now because I can drink it with alcohol. <laughs> this is so good. Is this actually available right now? It is. It's on tap right now. You can't oh. take growlers home of it because it, it took us a long time to work on. We only have How did three. did we get the growlers here? Uh, magic. Magic. Shh. Dude. What, what growlers? I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, each keg, or each barrel, and they so gave us three kegs. So what you're telling kegs. me is I have to go there like every weekend from like now until the next, for probably the next three weeks. Otherwise, I might not be there. It should be there. Good for the thing while. is we're open seven days a week. Yeah, that's what I like about you. Guys. <laughs> that's it. Um, sorry, the collect. That's America. Fine. Dude, cheers. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yep. America, cheers, America. I can't reach it, but we'll do an air cheers. <laughs> oh, the whiskey guy likes it too. That's. I'm honored. I'm, I'm flattered. What's the French cheers? You know, for a guy who doesn't Salute. drink beer, he's actually been pretty open. Like, we, we're, we're bad influences on him. Like I said, every, every one of our episodes, we, we try to actually do, like, a beer review yeah. kind of a thing and give a score. We have a one, one through six rating on pretty much anything that we do. So uh, I would say 90% of our episodes, like, we all kind of review a beer. I think Dinosaur has made it. No, nice, nice, nice. 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 Well, on a one through six, what, is this, what does this get you on the, on the rating? <laughs> on the spot. Right now, yeah. Absolutely. Well, right now, you have your right beer now rating thing. So let's let's go over this. Let's, All right. Let's... So, see, I, I would consider this like in between an amber and a copper, colorish wise. Yeah. Uh, aroma wise, it, like it's 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 on the strong side. It's definitely not faint. Like you get like a nice little like sensory action. Now it has like that maltiness, but it also has a sourness to it, which is actually pretty sweet. Because I'm not huge on sours. But yeah. this is pretty damn good. Although I think my taste buds are like changing because like I've had like four or five different sour beers lately, and I'm like, you know what, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, like. I, I find a lot of people ha- uh, feel a difference between like kettle sours. Kettle sours are like our Candy Mountain Charlie series, where it's like you're really hitting the sour, where like the aged kind of wild beer stuff that like that this would fall into is a little less tart and just kind of more has more of a depth of flavor sort of thing going on. But if I was talking car, if I'm saying carbonation, that that to me is very smooth. But it has a really strong, distinct flavor. And if I drank like that whole mug that we had filled rather than a five ounce sample, I we well in the bed, I would not make it up my stairs. <laughs> but very enjoyable. I mean right now, yeah, like that's good. a that's a that's a solid four and a half or a five out of six for no, me. Thank you, sir. But that's awesome. No, I, I, I appreciate I, the six. I give you about the four and a five four and a half, <laughs> five to six that you would make it up those stairs. You know, I I, I believe in you. <laughs> and these guys can uh, these guys can attest like a four and a half or a five out of a six is a is a pretty outstanding score for me because I they they they've claimed me to be the Simon Cowell of our group. Yep. But much. I just can't commit the. Your shirt's not tight enough though. I just well it, it's pretty it's tight like, to be. That, that's not like baby gap <laughs> styles. I feel I feel kind of snug around the the the, the, ch- the, the chesticles, but um, 
I just it takes a lot for me to commit to perfection. Oh, absolutely. But you this never is, want to do that. No, I think plus, I like to just leave my options right. open because like something might just like show up one day. Like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I've had Utopia from Sam, from Sam Adams before. That's not perfection. That's just that's like maple syrup. I don't understand the uh, the pattern. But that's a, another story for another day. Um, what was I doing? Let's go through my thoughts. Okay. What was that? For the hand gesture. I don't know. I'd give it a five. Oh, thank you, sir. I Holy done, I shit. Done wow. He's a whiskey guy. You yeah. see how he'd like, he'd definitely prefer more of a... Pretty, see, like I well, said, it's what, got that barrel this too. Like it's got a little bite. Has, so. you know, <clears throat> just like I like my whiskeys. I'm trying to think. I've had, te- I've had tequila-aged beer whiskey. before. Might have had a little bit of whiskey. Well, and there's some more over there. Full table, so... That might be for later. <laughs> that I've already Actually, on a lighter note, we've, we've had... <laughs> We've had mass-produced tequila-aged beer before at the Occultos. I was say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I was going to bring that up. Like, I've had the Occultos, and the first time I was like, well, this is different. But then I was like, eh. The first yeah, time we were, like, so excited this, about them because we're, we're at, we were at, like, Ralph's Rock Diner in, like, yeah. Worcester, and they were selling oh, yeah, them for, yeah. like, $2 a bottle. With your we are like, these are awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and then, man. like, you have, you have them, like, after the fact, you're like, these, nah, these no, aren't cool nothing. anymore. Um, I think they're an Anheuser-Busch product, so... I have no problem trashing those guys <laughs> at all. Um, with ours, it's, it's such, such a big beer. And, you know, the tequila kind of plays, like, second fiddle to it's everything going like on in the beer. Yeah. Exactly. And whenever you're dealing with, like, a, a, a spirit like that, like, you want to have a strong, heavy flavor to deal with tequila, which is a strong, heavy flavor. Exactly. It tastes like every mistake I made in my 20s, tequila. tequila so yeah. so it's a, you need a real strong beer to cover that up. That's really nice, though. I mean, I can I can actually see that as like an after dinner kind of a deal, just like something to like sip on. And oh, absolutely. Enjoy whatever is whatever atmosphere you got going on around. That very well done. No, thank you. Like I'm, thank I'm, you, thank I'm you. very impressed. Very. Um, good news about it is it there's a good chance that this beer that we have going again in tequila barrels will taste nothing like it tastes like right now. Oh. So I mean, consistency. It's it's pretty easy. Would you agree? <laughs> When you do the barrel age stuff, it's it's it's. I feel like I'm getting mixed messages. Was that sarcasm? <laughs> Mild. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like getting a vintage from a, a winery. You're dealing with wild uh, cultures of microscopic organisms, and they kind of do whatever the hell they want to do. So we're very happy with this year's. Hopefully, next year's batch tastes similar, um, but it might go somewhere else. It might. Um, and barrels, are, the cooperage technology hasn't changed much over the past few hundred years. So, like, we have a barrel right now that's leaking onto the floor of the brewery, well, into a bucket, because it just, there's a crack in it. There's nothing you can do but hope that it swells up and sure. shuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we you might have one barrel less. You know what I mean? That's, that's, the, that's the art and a little bit of luck and praying and some swear words. And why we come to the brewery every morning and give them a big hug and what's have we do nothings. Have we captured this leak and, like, sampled it? By chance to see if there's like another, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, thing outside the box. That's all. But I like it. Moon Hill. I mean, you guys, have, you guys have beer that you like. You keep on a consistent basis, correct? Yep. We have a few, uh, few mainstays. Um, Puffin stuff is probably our big mainstay. Um, we, what else are we doing right now for mainstays? I mean, Summer's End, Facelift are like the in-house Garden Ale House. Candy Mountain Charlie is our rotating series of um, kettle sours. Um, which tend to be a little bit more tart, so you may not be a big fan, but we throw some uh, fruit pure- puree 
in them. The first one was a pink guava. Second one was a uh, blueberry. We're on our third one, a uh, peach. And we're, we were just talking today. We haven't figured out what our next one's going to be. We want to do plum for the holidays, but we don't know what we're doing for the fall. Just sit on your thumb for the plum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little jack horner sort of stuff. <laughs> I mean, how? so how... Being a small brewer, how hard is it to actually keep like those like consistent, like the facelift, the puff and stuff? That's the like, toughest I mean, part, to tell you the truth. It's, it's actually, it's easier coming up with new stuff over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, it's creative. It gets hard coming up with something new all the time. But actually, it starts to get tough because then you have to schedule out, right? Then you have to say, oh, it looks like in a month and a half we're gonna, or in three weeks we're gonna run out of puff and stuff. So that means we have to brew puff and stuff this week, and then all of a sudden your numbers are wrong or what have you and either you're sitting on way more puff and stuff than you thought you were or the opposite like right now we don't have puff and stuff on tap right now because right now we're distributing we are at the red apple farm we're at the ale house and we have a, a little party at end of uh, september called oktoberfest um that that was definitely sarcasm that Small was party. sarcasm uh, a little party meaning a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was sarcasm <laughs> big party um and so right now the the, the brewery stuff the gills and i misjudged the amount of time we had with the puff and stuff. Sounds like the birds are slackers. They're wicked slackers. If you um, listen to what he said, he said, I. I'm just kidding. We. I caught that. We won't, we won't, we won't it's always even, a team effort. We won't even edit that part out. <laughs> we'll add echoes. No, to you it, should. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Booming sounds around it. <laughs> See, what's the easiest kind of beer to brew? All of them. No. They're, I mean, it, that, that's, like, that's kind of a loaded question because it, it really does changed quite drastically i mean i would say the easiest beer to brew is a beer that's going to ferment quick that has no hop additions <laughs> kettle sours kettle sours but they're but they take longer because like you have the basically a 24-hour period where it's sitting in the kettle and then you have to go back to it they are easy in the fact that like it doesn't make a long day but they're technically more time consuming because the whole process of kettle souring it takes takes another 24 hours yeah but i could be drinking watching the beer do the work for me See, this is us butting heads. This is, this is what happened. Oh, that's cool. Hey, well, he's hey. far away. He's not wrong. <laughs> that's not the closest right he said to me being right. <laughs> we can handle I'm f- taking it. I'm counting it as a win. <laughs> so we, can, we can handle fisticuffs over a game of foosball or darts, oh, like nice. whatever you guys need. Nice. I mean, whatever. I, ha- I have been known to win a few foosball games. He has. Day. He has. Uh, I, he's never beat me because I usually end up saying, fuck it, I quit. <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere towards the end. <laughs> It's the truth. <laughs> you can't win if you quit. And you can't lose if you quit. Just quitting. Yeah. That's deep. Thought of that myself. <laughs> I think it was actually a scrum class, to be honest with you. <laughs> Could that be the next Alehouse t-shirt? Because you have that, that cool one where it's like, I, I fear the man who does not remember. Oh, what yeah, yeah, said, yeah. Or remembers what thou said last well, time. What was he going to say? Fuck it, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I quit. Gardner yeah, Allison. Come have dude, what are you talking about? That'd be a winner. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think people would buy it. <laughs> I support that message. <laughs> if, if, if it's a generation. Um, so I have a question. Shoot. Do you listen to music while you brew? Yes, I do. Headphone, Not often. Headphones on while you brew. There is... Do you want me to go? Or do you want to you go? You go. Go. All right. So, for the longest time, I was always anti-listening to music while brewing, just because one of our biggest safety mechanisms is your your your, your ability to hear things. Because like there is weird sounds that just trigger bad. Um, 
So if I'm to listen to music, it's going to be doing something that I know theoretically <laughs> it's safe. Because, I mean, there, there's things like permit, like, uh, what would you say? I mean, just anything, like a pressure relief. Like, why is there a pressure relief going on? Like, what, what, what's happening? Um, a leak sound. Splashing just water is bad. Splashing, yeah, anything. Like, just, there's just, sound is super important to us while we're brewing, so it, it is sketchy to listen to music, but at times, the, like, you do it when, when, when it's safe. If that makes any sense. It does. It does. Just I, it was. I was curious what kind of music you would listen to while brewing. It changes, man. <laughs> I, I do. I, I I have been known to uh, do my fair share of hip hop. Uh, I, I, I I do jam out to a lot of Primus, depending on uh, the situation. Um, usually, when I'm in like a kind of a funky, like super poppy, happy mood, I'm I've got Talking Heads blaring. I'm a huge Talking Heads fan. Mm-hmm. I love the old school pop music. You know, like like that's. That's what pop music is to me, even though today it wouldn't it's really a be little different. That. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little that that little bit of different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it varies. I, he uh, when he's in a bad mood, it's definitely like hardcore emo music, and I make fun of him the entire time for it. But it's pop he, punk. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have skinny jeans. Okay, we had to buy women's jeans to get the right kind of fit. You know? That was back when it was dedicated. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. These kids don't know what they're... No, they have no idea what the... And, How and, good and it I was is a balding right man in my early 20s. I couldn't grow a proper faux hawk. Or a Spider-Man <laughs> 3 emo character. Yeah. We've <laughs> all seen the Angry Orchard them. commercials where if they yell at the apples, they become angry apples. Oh, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen the opposite. I, I don't have cows make what, happy milk. Is that what it is? Happy cows make happy milk. Happy cows. So if, if you were to like just yell at like a whole batch of hops, like does that turn into like an angry beer or is that a myth? Well, if asking you for a friend, opened up the try. bag and then you yelled at it and released a whole bunch of oxygen at it over a certain period of time, it would make them angry. So you broke it down to a right. science experiment. Like this is what. So it's not. Starts by yelling at apples. We just we just myth busted something. I think you're onto something though. It's, it's, it's kind of like if you talk to your plants, like we, okay, we hug yeah, our yeah. barrels. I don't think we hugged that barrel that's leaking. That's our problem. Uh, you know what I mean? True. So we have to hug the barrels. They feel nice and warm. They swell up. They stop things. But you know, the, the beer, like a nice bitter IPA. You know what I mean? Yelling at it would make something better. That's yeah. it. Just to your credit, screaming. I, I heard you can actually make you can actually make plants grow better by playing classical music. Heavy so metal, maybe if your heavy metal came, music didn't do too bad either. Oh, see? Oh, yeah, so maybe if your hops right. came like in a field was, that was, was just blasting just like, heavy metal music like, all the time. I think, it's, I think it's worth it trying. It was melodic. They did all right. So. All right let's, get, let's get on that. So, so can you guys <laughs> define metal for me? Like, like it's, it's a genre that I'm, I, of that's course, a, familiar with. But like, that's a really I think it's question. a good question. Because one of the things I've always been... So like I've heard things like, going to his question, is like I've heard of like uh, metal being referred to like faster paced, heavy duty, like classical music like it's so in-depth it's like it's just but like way more intense uh the guy from cleave insanity one of the bands we had on he kind of semi-explained it he said kind of the same thing that it's it's just more it's either it's faster or it's slower than uh, your normal or it's heavier you know what i mean so it's always more it's more intricate that's just that's the way he put it that's okay makes the most sense to me and historically it's taken from classical music yes. in and of itself now, correct me if I'm wrong, because we actually had an episode on this. Like, the actual official definition was like the intro to distortion. And 
guess kind of loudness. Loudness, I guess, would be loudness. So is a All double right. bass pedal like a bad thing, or is that a good thing? Well, Maybe double bass pedal has existed. See, the interview just like flop, man. Like, where are they interviewed? <laughs> Oh, no, this is educational. We're all the, learning. Uh, the double bass pedal yeah, actually existed in like the late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, I mean, there was there was actually like orchestrated bands that like had already figured out like the double bass pedal. So it's not associated by any means. But if you want, I mean, if you want to go back to like the the origin, I think we were trying to trace it back. It was probably like what we decided like Sabbath, like Black Sabbath, yeah, early Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Like the intro, the introduction of distortion, and like it was pretty much it literally pretty much had to do with the equipment that was used. Right. In order to create the sound, like there was distortion pedals, it was it was you know heavier, larger amps. It was like more bit like more bass draw. There were some honorable mentions ushering it in, like Beatles. Uh, and then beyond beyond that, yeah. it, it you know just kind of became its own thing. Its own like, so then, like every everything like all of a sudden, like so you had you had that the start of heavy metal, then you had the start of you know, hard rock kind of became like its own thing. Thrash metal, like when Metallica came out. No. Branches off. Punk. Hair metal. Yeah. 79, 80, 81. I mean, you had, you had like the, the, the punk explosion. Oh, I love the, punk. So where would we put ABBA into that category? Well, sorry. I had metal to... killed disco, so. <laughs> <laughs> disco never died. Let's see, ABBA is that just a zombie eating our brains. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in a when you're in a car going to a show with like four other sweaty dudes and you just want them all to chill the fuck out for like five minutes, so that's when you put ABBA on. Immediately <laughs> stops everything. Yeah. It's like everybody's <laughs> gonna kick you out of the car. And it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like having an upper and downer. Like so, if like everyone's like really like stoked on like the coke, you just have to give them that little spurt of like the heroin just to bring them down a smidge. <laughs> just a little. No just comment. A, <laughs> just a smidgen. I don't know this. I heard about this. I heard about this. I don't know. I don't know from experience, but I heard. I've, I've, I've heard about this. Amber alert. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Should we rinse the glasses? Um, rinsing is always a good thing. I definitely support that. Yeah, you can do that. All right. I don't know if you picked up on it, but I like to support messages. It will pause. That I agree with. We'll pause. I probably the reason why like these are my favorite guests in the world. What did you just pour for us here, bro? Uh, we just poured the uh, social relevance. It's our uh, dry hopped Kolsch. Uh, did what? Yeah, it's a uh, Kolsch, the traditional uh, style of ale, and um, actually a lot of people are up in arms over this style right now because um, it's kind of like champagne. You're not allowed to call it Kolsch, so this technically isn't a Kolsch. It's a Kolsch style ale because it's not made in Cologne, Germany. Um, like champagne. Yeah, exactly. So uh, some people kind of get upset because they're saying, oh, it's not a true coal, she dry hopped it, blah, 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 blah. But that's kind of like the whole joke is we took this classic style of beer and threw a bunch of, uh, it was citra hops we threw in here, right, Matt? And sriracha. Yeah. What's that? Citra and sriracha. Citra and sriracha. Uh, we threw a bunch of hops in there. And before we threw that in, it's at the end of the brewing process. This was a true to form Kolsch, but we threw in all these new cool hops just to be socially relevant. And that was kind of like the inside I'm Join joke. in with you on that one so oh. we could both say socially relevant. relevant. Talking in unison is very socially relevant as well. You can Super taste the, uh, the hops in it though. It's yeah, cool. Lightly, though. There. Like, it's, 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 it's not delightful. overkill, but it, it's there. It's interesting. Uh, the one thing that I've really loved about this beer um, is the fact that it does have a little... <laughs> Going back to what you were saying about the, being social relevant, because it's the, the, you know, we took a traditional style or a, a style of Kolsch and then threw a bunch of hops at it because everything's hop crazy right now. But one cool thing about this beer is that 
this concoction that we have created has developed like this amazing like peach aroma and flavor like it's like cool it's like this bout this this combination of like the terpenes just creating this monster peach bomb it's cool it's just it's neat the yeast the the the, the sriracha that if you use too much sriracha ace it has a tendency to go like dill like okay. and personally i don't like pickles in my beer so like okay. I, I would avoid that so. but bouncing off of the citra yeah non-beer drinker what do you think I'm always curious on outside opinions. Come back to me when I'm down here. Okay. We'll give you time. We don't we don't get easily offended at all. So you, no, brutal honesty I, is appreciated. I, I don't dislike it. Oh, it's nice. I, I'm telling you, we're I, I'm waiting, wearing you I'm down. Waiting. I'm wearing you down. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Waiting. It's, it's the yeast, baby. It's bringing <laughs> well, you down. As you drink beer, <laughs> you, get, you start to taste the different flavors coming yeah, out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, coats, I'm coats definitely the getting the citrusy. It's very light and refreshing, though. Like, that's and, a, and that's what we want. Those and are I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Like, yeah. like, like, I don't mind like the heavy every so often, but like sometimes you just want to drink like a fish. And yeah. You, you don't want to get fat while doing it. No, absolutely. No, this will still make you fat, though. I, I hate to, I hate to ruin that for you, but, but you know, it's yeah, a, but you can drink all, them faster. It's all, a, it's all a state of mind. <laughs> oh, absolutely, you absolutely. You feel lighter. You feel lighter. I mean, you're just going to be like a like a fish that really knows how to like adapt to its surroundings. I mean, like if the water gets thicker, you learn how to swim in it. How many crunches you know? do I have to do to like work this off? Like, Twelve, what? actually. What actually, no. We have actually. That. We've also developed six minute abs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You go up to the store. There's seven minute abs. There's six minute abs right next. Which to it. one are you gonna buy? Yeah, gonna, Dude, that's just I'm... crazy talk. You can't have six minute abs. What do if you... they create five minute abs? <laughs> well, do you? Uh... Do you, uh, do you guarantee the extra minute if they're not excited? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. You know what we're talking about, right? Are you lost? I'll fill you in. If I'm you... just going to not agree. You have seen something about Mary? Long time ago. Okay, well, sorry, buddy. Jesus. <laughs> I can't remember yesterday. Guy. Christ. Apparently all the old guys. All the old guys over here will just reminisce. Uh, ben Stiller. Um, <laughs> uh... Massachusetts Brewers Guild. Absolutely. Great organization. Awesome people. I hear you're a council member. I, I am. I'm on the board of directors. Um, I'm the dumbest person in the room. Um, <laughs> so so here's, here's the whole story of the Massachusetts Brewers Guild. Only when I'm not there. Uh, so, so what happened is a number of years ago, the Brewers Guild was going through a change of hand, sort of. Um, it was having a little bit of a rough time with membership and whatnot, and it just happened to be the year that I became a professional brewer. So I'm calling these people up. I'm, tr- I'm there with my membership check. I'm like, I want to become a member, not a, not a board member, just a, a member of this guild. And no one's answering. No one's answering. I'm peppering people with emails, phone calls. And all of a sudden, um, one of the government affairs people from Sam Adams, who was on the board of directors, and um, Rob Burns, the owner of uh, Night Shift, they come up to me one day and go, hey, man, you, you really want to be part of this guild? Like, you want to be on the board? I'm like... Yeah, sure. Yes. So, so here I am, fast forward a few more months. There's like an election process and all this stuff. Fast forward a few months, I'm sitting next to Dan Canary, the Harvard Business MBA uh, educated guy that owns Harpoon, or not anymore, CEO of Harpoon, and then that's the people that own Night Shift Brewing. Stop and underselling it. I, well, I'm just there, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, crap. Like, yeah, I'm so the dumbest true. person in the room right now. Like, but I learned a lot from them. It's a great organization. They've been doing a lot for a lot of small breweries. What exactly do they do? So they uh, promote and protect, uh, you know, Massachusetts craft beer. So they've uh, recently been able to put the growler bill through. Um, actually, that's about a year ago. They helped with that, where you can go into any brewery with a blank 
growler and get it filled at any brewery. Um, it's up to each brewery's discretion. They can either accept or deny that. Right now they're trying to push through the farmer, or I should say we were trying to push through the, uh, um, far, not farm stand, uh, it's, it's a farmer bill. So like if you go on the weekends to like a- Farmer's uh, market. Farmer's market, thank you. So a farmer's market, Craft brewers weren't allowed to sell their beer there, and now they'll be able to sell. Oh, um, yeah. Wines were already allowed, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, wines were already allowed. Um, Fine jams. Farmer wineries are allowed to sell on premise. Um, and a lot of that stuff, a lot of government affairs stuff, uh, and we also just try to help promote small businesses. So uh, going back to the uh, growler rule, how do, how do we go back to revoke that so they have to provide their own? Because it's been very hard to get collection pieces. because. <laughs> Uh, yep. Certain breweries have decided just not to offer growlers, and I can't fill my wall when they don't offer growlers. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, <laughs> glass is starting to move out too, so that law might have been a little behind the times a little bit because the one glass recycling plant in the state just closed down, believe it or not. So it's it's actually really tough. It's not even that. But I don't, um, don't want to recycle my glass. I want to. You want to save them, keep them forever. Well, you're in luck, my friend. Okay. Um, my wife might be a good POC for you. They can give you probably as many growlers as you could possibly carry. It's not authentic unless I go. I agree. I agree. It's true. true but that. if she has them and I can actually reach the brewery, then like I'll, I can make that happen. But I, I, I have authenticity. 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 We've had a couple beers now. It happens. It happens. Just make up the words as you go. I oh, think it, oh, this, none of this is being recorded. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is completely light. Like, I've, I've usually completely lost my mind at this point. Um, but yeah, like, so, uh, like, I'm a, a, a man of uh, pride. I have, to, I have to actually go to said location. And, and not like my, uh, my, my soon to be brother in law who would actually go to a, a brewery and just buy the growler and not filled. Uh, I'm like, dude, that's evil. That's sad. That that it's fucking evil, man. Painful. Even if you don't like it, suck one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say you had a beer there at the brewery. Well, he did. Oh. He was like, eh, I'm not really into this. I'll just buy the $2 growler. I was like, they should charge you full price because that's a dick move. Does he at least get the cap? Like, I, I mean, does he have a collection of caps too? I'm not sure. Uh, it's all right. We, we stopped talking after that. I was like, well, me and you are not on the same brewery level. Get out. You know what? We should probably just play some Mario Kart and really solve this oh, issue. It could be. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Mark so I see party. you have some like plastic growlers up there though. So There's are you one. opposed to crowlers? Have you seen those around? Crowlers are just basically like the big cans. Well, you that say, they fill you, say you see you see some. There's one. There's a Moose Lake Brewery. Well, there's two from the same brewery. Well, not, 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 not to split that's because, hairs here. That's because me and Constance had uh, different, uh, different opinions on which one of the beers was good enough. Uh, and I'm like, yes. well, you, you buy whichever one that you want, and I'm going to get this one because this is the one that I want. Sorry, I think it's important to know that there's two different size growlers. Who was forced to get the smaller growler? Oh, I'm the big guy. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> good man. <laughs> and in all honesty, I think she paid, so that's, oh, uh, that's even better. <laughs> you win. It's <Wow>. a <laughs> bold move, Con. Let's see if it pays off for you. Um... No, but you got some good breweries up there. Foundation's great. Uh, Rising Tide's great. Um, Stone Cow. Yeah, Cove. yeah. A lot of Garden Ale House Moon Hills up there. I, I appreciate that. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. So you're looking at the wall right now as, like, I fill it in with, like, others. Like, I'll, I'll reserve my extras to, like, other spaces and just use them for, like, fillers. Okay, yeah. But, so you knew like we the, were coming today. So display, we... <laughs> Well, no, yeah. No, display purposes. I mean, like, right now, like, I have plenty of room on the wall, but... Um, in all honesty, I mean, that wall could be probably another third of the way full if the damn brewery would offer a growler. It's but, tough. The, the demographics shift. 
It has. It has. Yeah. But if I go out of state, like if I go to New York, like, you know, the New Yorks, and I just did a cross-country tour down in South Carolina. Not cross-country, but, like, down in South Carolina. We hit, like, a couple places down there. That was that was pretty fun. Like the, it's kind of like my, my place of choice. I, I go try to find, like, a, like a brew pub or some form of brewery. And that's the thing. It's not just the beer. Um, like, that beer, of course, is important, but it, there's a certain lifestyle attached to the whole brewery, uh, you know, craft beer scene. And you're seeing that, like, we, we have the, the Red Apple Farm. It's, like, this beautiful kind of idyllic farm scene where you can just chill out and have a beer and that that resonates with a lot of people and you're seeing a lot of other brew pubs and breweries kind of fit that same mold and i remember before i brewed same thing me and my um my ex-girlfriend we'd go out and we'd skip all sorts of great restaurants that had great reviews because you know brew pub brewery you go there and you just know the type of people that you're surrounded by sure and everyone's pretty laid back you know give or take a few places but you know it, it just fits the vibe so that's how i got into brewing yeah well an additional so the apple farm it's because you guys are the first the first introduction to alcohol that's being offered at the apple farm yes well they used to do uh weddings and stuff so like there's like right. bottled like, beer they, and they, wine and they, stuff they, but they had, they had the banquet facility but like now that you guys are actually there as like a presence as like a brew pub kind of thing like or the brew barn like whatever terminology you want to use for it yeah um is the alcohol actually allowed like everywhere on the property or does it well, have to be in the vicinity of the barn? It's right now. It has to be in the vicinity of the barn. Um, we're working on extending that license. Um, okay, so it's a license. My my question is, if if because you know every every family gets dragged out like somewhere like late August, early September to go yeah. like pick fifty dollars worth of apples. Yeah. Do all the work yourself. Like, can we actually walk around now with like a, a alehouse brew? Well, <laughs> not out in the field. Um, I'm not clear on exactly where the boundary is, but what it is is they had basically the license for their weddings in the barn, right? So it's like the, the barn and the, the surrounding premise. What that exactly means, I couldn't tell you 100 paces west or whatever. Um, but what it is is they, um, all they have to do is go back to the city renew their license or revise their license and make it wider. Like, they'd have to pay more for the license. Um, but yeah, so right now you can't walk around... Long story short, you can't walk around the apple field with a beer yet, but yeah. before and after, please, come have a beer. Oh, Listen to cool. some music. Throw the kid in the, uh, the sand pit. Have you ever pet a goat and had a beer at the same time? I know you can do that at the apple farm. Where else can you do that? And eat an Fucking apple nice. cider donut. Yes. Even like they had, if that wasn't an advertisement for like a good time, like I <laughs> right? don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do you like ants? Do you like crickets? Do you like grasshoppers? <laughs> you can find those inside a lollipop. They, yeah, the they sell bar. these lollipops with like uh, bugs in them, and it's funny because you see all these parents on a busy night holding half-eaten lollipops because you see the kids are like, I'm gonna do it, and there's this big old roach or whatever in the center of this lollipop, and they're eating it, and with every lick. It's kind of like maybe this was a bad idea, and Uh-oh. you can kind of see like the anticipation build until mom or dad's just holding this lollipop with a cricket head sticking out. <laughs> almost, maybe. Yeah, almost. So we're, we're, we were talking about the Mass Brewers Guild, so I kind of have like my, my, my serious question, I guess, of the, uh, of the, of the segment. Um, when the Mass Brewers Guild, I was, I was, reading, um, I was reading some facts. When they, first, when they first started, there was something like 30-something breweries in the, in, the, in the Commonwealth. Yes. And like now it's like in the 120, 130, 140. We, we broached the 150. We should hit 200 um, early 2019. Okay. So you, you got some rapid expansion. And I always said that we're in a blessed area when it comes to, when it comes to the microbreweries. Like you pretty much can't go across a town right now 
without having one like available or at least in like arms throw. I mean, Christ, even just being here, we, I mean, we have Gardner, we have Westminster, we have yep. Fitchburg, we have. I heard there's something opening Athol. up in Athol. Ath yes, Athol. Um, Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. It's just, yeah. Orange. Very. What's what is the sustainability? For having so many craft breweries, like what what's gonna happen like ten years down the road from now? Like what what what's the future of this? That is a hairy question. Um, five well, years is, ago, five I, this is actually what I wanted to ask no, you about absolutely. this because like, at what point are you guys like does a does a craft brewery become safe? Like, do they have to get in distribution? Like, are they gonna survive on like a local market? I mean, some Good of these question. places are literally just tap rooms. Yeah, and and um. Some of these don't even have the license to actually serve them at their location. <laughs> Those guys have an uphill battle a little bit. Um, I know Ned LaFortune over at Wachusett, he fought long and hard, and he got a bill passed because he's one of the few breweries in the state because he had a manufacturing license, it was called, like a beer manufacturer. He wasn't allowed to sell pints. And so he was getting you know, eaten up, and he, he went and he did his due diligence, and Ned's a real smart guy, and he... Pretty much single-handedly got this law changed, and now he has the the brew yard over there, and they're doing an awesome yeah, job. Uh, they're doing an incredible job. Um, the sustainability is that you just have to be more locally focused. Is really what it is, and I truly believe that. Um, again, like I said, Matt and I are local local kids, and we, we grew up here. Um, you know, we grew up through the heyday of I guess Gardner sort of area, and kind of watched it kind of dip back down, and we're kind of watching it come back again. And we want to produce a good product for. You know, our neighbors, our our family grew up here, and all that stuff, and that's that's our sustainability. Now, as far as some of these bigger guys, they've had to shift because again, I'll bring up Wachusett because I lo I love those guys, and they um, for a while they were the local brewery for Boston, right? And now there's all these other breweries, so they may not be as local as before. So they had to shift, and they did the brew yard and all that stuff. Um, so the bigger guys have been having a rougher time of it. Us small guys, it's we're okay. We're good. And we're all buddies. Well, it's, it, 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 there's an interesting dynamic, like, outside looking in, because I would, I would say, like, just on demographics alone, I mean, in all honesty, the L House and the Wachusett Brewery from here is probably two minutes apart from each other. Mm -hmm. So if I went there and if I went to you guys' place, like, it's a difference of, like, two minutes. So, I mean, that's direct competition. So, like, how, how does that work in, like, the local market? Like, so now that they actually were finally able to, like, open up, like, the, the brew yard. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, they, incredible venue. Like, I know they have the food truck, so it's not I, – I wouldn't necessarily consider it a destination for food. I mean, they have, they have snackables by all means. But um, <laughs> I, paid, I paid, like, 15 bucks for, like, some buffalo broccoli bites or something oh, yeah. like that. I heard but, that it's actually the cauliflower. 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 That's what it was. I've heard, I've heard they're actually quite phenomenal. Yeah, they're right. But um, competition-wise, I mean, like you were saying, like, or like you guys both were saying, it, it, it is. It's heavy, heav heavily. Even though how close we are, it's still we have our demographic. They have their dem demographic. Like we cater to a certain amount of people. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's it, it it really is a super friendly environment. Currently, right now, we're really not experiencing any issues. I mean, it, it's, it really is a friendly working environment right now. Um, would I say that in the future, there's with more breweries opening up constantly, like you were talking about with those numbers mm -hmm. from the 30 to what now projecting 200 something? Yeah, I definitely perceive there being potential issues, but 
going back to what Ryan's saying, is we're just so heavily local. The local boys are getting the local love, and you know, vice versa. It's it, weird. I mean, it's definitely cool that you guys actually, but for lack of a better word, we'll call it a mutual respect for for each other, kind of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, if you want my prediction on where this is going to go and where the dropout's going to be, is when the big boom was happening, because like I think we tripled the breweries in the country in something like four or five years. Um, where the big crash is going to happen is a bunch of people that had money thought making beer was a, was a way to make money quick. And there's also a lot of um, home brewers that get into the business that may not have done all their research. They're just like, oh, all my buddies love my beer, so the world will love my beer. Sure. And so you're seeing those sorts of businesses pop up where the home brewer hopped up and isn't quite ready to jump up to the professional level, not making the greatest beer. And then you also have the people, like the investor types, that thought they were going to make millions of dollars off of beer, which, believe me, when you get into this business, you get into it because you love beer. Less so for your love of money. No, so, it, must, it must help. Sorry, Connie, you missed a good one. It must help being like... That was a little bit left. Oh, you didn't miss a good one. Please. Sorry, bud. Uh, it must help being like in a restaurant too, right? I would assume, right? We're in destination. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like you guys were saying, like it literally goes upstairs. Yep. So you have a first hand what people are going to think, and then you can be like, cool, that works. Instead Absolutely. of throwing it out there and it failing, and you're like, eh. Yeah, and there's a lot less. Like, you don't have to pay for packaging and all that exactly, stuff. We're yeah. talking the dollars and cents of it. Um, and it, it's cool having a restaurant because both businesses kind of help each other inside right. underneath one roof. Does the restaurant use your beer in their cooking? Uh, yes. At times, yeah. Um, yeah, what, what are they using? Say tips, right? In the... Uh, they use it actually quite a bit. Um, they have... I'd say, the, the, like, they had fish and chips on the menu for the a while. The fish and chips is made beer. with our beer. Yeah. Um, they've made steak and stout pie every... St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. They frequently use our beer. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. No, a lot of the bases of the question, too. I read I read, I read a book by uh, by uh, Jim Cook. Who's that um, guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That small, guy. small place. It's... Um, it was something like, uh, like uh, business, brewing up a business business decisions over a couple of beers or like something like that okay. and like a lot of it is actually like him coming up as like a microbrewer and like trying to make it in a world that was like dominated by you know Anheuser-Busch Miller and like oh, whatnot yeah. so like I read that book and then like overnight it's like oh my god there's like a hundred breweries that just opened up like in a 30 mile radius like how are all these places like going to make it like compared to like that, no, and I understand like he was mainly a distributor. He wasn't necessarily a yeah, and then he was a production brewery. He was bringing bottles and like I think there's like commercials and stories of him driving around in this beat up station wagon with cases of bottles, driving around Boston trying to sell it. And that's that's how it worked back then. And then same thing with um, uh, what's his name, Sam um, Calajoni. No, not well, Sam Calajoni of Dogfish Head. I was thinking of Sierra Nevada. Uh, he was doing the same thing on the West Coast. I forget the name. Um, and that was the market back then. It's like it was it was wide open, and you kind of had to educate people because people only knew the pale, fizzy, you know, yellow beer, um, and they created the market for the rest of us. And now, like I said, it goes back to that local market thing where there. I don't think there will we will see another Sam Adams pop up. We won't see another Sierra Nevada. We won't see another Dogfish Head of, of a racks to riches sort of story of a brewery going, coming from literally nothing this huge, huge empire. Um, there's just not enough space for that. There might not be enough space for many more regionals, the, the you know, the medium-sized breweries. It's, it'll probably be a lot of local guys 
You know what I mean? Like, like, think you can go to a local bakery. You go, I'm thinking like Fitchburg, there's a few places out there, and, I'm, and like these bakeries are great. When I'm in town, I stop by this bakery I love. This bakery isn't producing for half of Massachusetts, they're producing for their local community, and that's kind of what the brewery's going to be, um, in my that's mind. That's my a good eyes. way to put it, How many of these smaller places, when they actually do start getting like maybe successful? Because I mean, even you guys, I mean, Moon Hill is starting to be distributed. We've seen, we've seen your taps in many places. I'm in the area, and, and I, we've seen the Moon Hill tap in Boston, I believe. I got a, I got a head nod over there. Yeah. In the, in the background, I mean, how many? Of the, so when you start actually like getting like the build up and like whatnot, like how, how many of you guys actually get approached by like the larger distributors and like whatnot to whether it be a buyout situation or the one benefit, I guess, to that currently, I guess. Oh, stuttering, I guess, a little bit. Um, so right now, with distribution-wise, is that we have had the benefit to work with another local local distributor, BBC. Um, so being approached by other distribution companies, I can't say that I've experienced a lot of it. But one thing that has been positive about our distribution is that we are working with another local team, which still emphasizes the fact that, hey, we're local, we're local boys doing local things and sticking with our roots and, and that's that that's the positive feeling that we're putting out there. But I don't know if you could answer that question better. No, absolutely. Better. There's not many like buyout situations as much. Like the people looking to buy you out are much the bigger corporations or have more of like a fan following. Mm -hmm. As far as like the distribution part, like um like that's a whole other follow ask because we've have had people approach us and talk to us but it's kind of more of like oh we heard that you're distributing with them you ever think of whatever um but like matt was saying berkshire brewing we've worked with them forever when we had open guest draft lines we had them on tap and they're our friends so it, sure. it helps because we've had a long-standing business relationship and the added benefit is right now there's this thing called franchise law in massachusetts and this stems from the late 70s because if you think way back then, there was, you know, a dozen or so mom and pop distributors, and there is, what, three or four giant beer manufacturers, you know, nationwide. So what would happen is if you had, you know, mom and pop distributor, and they were saying, oh no, we have to charge you this X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 the big brewer would say, all right, well, no, you charge us this much, or we're leaving. And that would literally put the distributor out of business, because sure. Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, whoever owned it would go away, they'd be out of business. So they made this law saying that breweries can't leave the contract once it's, once it's signed. And, and the distributor could basically break all the agreements in the contract, but it's, it's binding, you can't leave. Well, you, you can, you have to prove that the distributor isn't selling your beer to the best of their ability in the court of law. And trying to prove that, the distributor can just say, well, their beer sucks, it doesn't sell. You know what I mean? So, so it's really hard to prove ironclad so the tough thing is we wanted to go into business with friends because uh, the owner of BBC sat down with us and basically said, hey guys, legally I could hold you in, but I'm telling you we've been in business forever. Like if you guys aren't happy with what we're doing, you guys can leave at any time, is, is what he said. Um, and because we know him and trust him, we have this kind of gentleman's agreement, even though legally he could say, nope, nope, we're holding on to you forever. Um, so that's, that's another reason why we're with them. Go in business with people you trust. Makes a difference. Hey, you guys do bottle certain selections. Do you sell all those in-house, or are you actually out in um, other retail? We only did the bottles of the uh, 
the uh, what was it, the Chunk Noirs last year, which we hand bottled and hand labeled. We had some of the guys from the Homebrew Club come up. There's some pictures of us working all I day. I saw the Facebook stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but we're actually uh, contract brewing a big batch of beer through Berkshire Brewing, and they're actually going to put puffing stuff in cans. Um, so the cans should be out uh, within the next few weeks. Fantastic. And you get to experience the puffin' stuff logo too. Yeah. Also pretty sweet, which hasn't really been revealed too much to the public. I would say the introduction at the brew barn still is pretty mellow for what the. Uh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the actual logo is. I forgot about that. The pint glasses over at the brew barn right now at the Red Apple Farm have the new puffin' stuff logo, um, but the, there's a much better, more in-depth in logo on the cans that will be released. Oh, that's fantastic. And. Don't get me wrong by my question. Like I'm rooting for you guys. Like I love the fact that we have we have that variety and like the the fact that you guys actually have that community where it's not necessarily a direct competition. It's like, well, I need to squash this or I need to like get better than this. I mean, that's a that's a community. Like that's that's um. Sort of like look. I get distracted. This thing. I kind of understand what you're saying. So that's that's usually kind of like our motto is like we're trying to put out the best quality product we possibly can without taking ourselves too seriously. I mean, Absolutely. we just put out one of like the most amazing beers from that that I one of my favorite beers that we've ever produced, which is the Scrum True Lesson. It's like that name in itself to me kind of like shows who is producing it. It's like this is absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely amazing, and you know what do we call this? Oh, it's it's so amazing. It's got to be scrum true lesson. It's like absolutely like that kind of really does represent. All right, guys, us. picture this. <laughs> so picture we were we were we were gonna bottle this, but we had so much going on this summer, we didn't have time to kind of close up shop and have a hand bottling session. Imagine this beautiful champagne bottle, cork cage. You know, I mean those nice you know like parchment feeling kind of labels on the front. You know, uh, with, with it with it. With the, not the raised lettering, but what's the opposite of raised? Not indented, but embossed. Is embossed the right embossed, word? I but imagine a nice embossed, um, you know, label. You know, maybe like a nice tea green, perhaps. No wordings in Courier Sands. Scrumptralescent across the label. You gotta whisper it. Scrumptralescent. Yeah, six to midnight. Yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. Boom. Like, that's Bam. <laughs> Absolutely. Call Kate Moss. Is she still alive? That was exquisite. How you, uh, <laughs> you described that? That was fantastic. I googled half of what you said, but I'm, I'm on track. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to ask the Google. Siri. <laughs> who's who's the Siri you speak of? What do you think, Connie? You want to get on the mic and give a beer review? It's not public. There's only five of us here. We're all friends. It's true. You should hear some of the things I've said. I like to go closer to the mic and then come back and then change my sound quality by myself. Well, it's more, it, it's more intimate mixer. if you get up close and if you like, turn away, you just, like, you you just hear the like breathing. It's like, well, I'm kind of here, but I don't really give a crap. I was going Billy Joel style because I wanted to see if the microphone smelt like a beer. <laughs> it probably won't Great. yet because that's, that's a pretty new. That's a pretty new. One. It is. It's nice and it's red. It is. Well, he's using it now. It's, it's going to smell like beer and possibly garlic and bacon as well. Definitely any pork product you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Gaton is my favorite. All right. Any ideas? Anything? Anything pop up over there? Quiet, guys? 
We still have a whole other ground. And I haven't gotten your review yet. We're way past the review stage of your Oh, my God. We, we're way past the line. Yeah. Where is the laminated sheet? Oh, wait. Pass it over. The, the helpful laminated sheet. There we go. There we go. The on-the-spot beer review. Absolutely. All right, gents. Color. What would you think this looks like? I'm going to say that's straw. I'm not even looking at the sheet. Ah, nice. You know, you got to go to him for the, the, the specifics. I, I can only do the, the bottle review. Okay. 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 I'm, cool. I, I'm not that knowledgeable. I'm I, like. I well, that's like why it. I made the sheet. I wanted to try to make it sound like more intelligent, not just a bunch of idiots that are like drinking beer. Well, the, oh, <laughs> that's the, the colors on the sheet go by as straw, gold, amber, carpet. You see, you're doing that thing though. Like I used to have to brown, coach these guys. It's like I don't want you to necessarily that's, that's talk about every one of these attributes. I just want you to use it as a guideline. Yeah, to know what you're saying. Absolutely. Make like a summary out of it, but. This is this would typically be what would happen. They would just like read it like verbatim. It's like, well, this is a straw beer. Next. No, we don't we don't drink beer with straws. Yeah, yeah, that's like illegal Thank in California. You. Yeah, you we care about the sea turtles. I um, it's funny. I put a pool up this summer, and um, one of the gifts I got for Father's Day was a giant inflatable sea turtle, and I'm like, great, a sea turtle made out of the thing that kills sea turtles. Right. Like, that you know, funny, that's Ryan? just like is that funny. <laughs> Take Don't let up peer pressure, EJ. You can go skip right to the. Oh bottom. yeah, no. Just say, say, you say what you want. Say what you want. Say these guys are a bunch of assholes and they have me under duress. As someone who doesn't like beer, like I'd give it a four. And a four is a beer I can drink, but I wouldn't seek out. Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. That's very generous fair. of him. I'd say it's a very fair rating. I'm actually surprised I haven't had this yet. How long has this been on? It just went on tap. Why don't it go back on tap, Matt? Like last okay, week? that's probably why I haven't had it. Uh, Social Relevance was supposed to be our rotating dry hop series. You've had it. You probably had it last fall, winter, when it first came out. Okay. Um, She's and, saying yes, so yes. And what I it agree. was is it, we were supposed to have a rotating series. It was the same recipe of Kolsch every time, but we add different hops. We made this one. This was originally called Social Relevance Number 1, and everyone loved it. So we're like, oh, cool. We have this cool concept. And then we made Social Relevance Number 2, and everyone's like, yeah, it's all right. But Number 1 was really good. So it just became Social Relevance. You want more? There's someone some of the growlers. Oh, there's more, and there's a whole other growler. we got a, the dark stuff coming up next. See, that's what I'm waiting for. Snack uh, pack. He's, Snack he's, waiting, he's waiting for dark. Okay, oh. so I want to. Well, if um, I had known that. Oh yeah, we can swap, and I don't think we need to, to rinse the glass. That's sacrilege, but we're going from a light hoppy to a to a. Stout. Well, I did. Oh, well, we I got did, the rinse stuff right there. I, I did rinse my glass. Yeah, we got the rinsey things. We got the rinsey things. We I made I made rinse stations. What's your opinion on IPA? What about it? Yeah. Um, okay, because let me elaborate. Because I have two. I like to consider myself an IPA drinker, but if my IPA gets like overly hoppy, define hoppy. I get bumped. Define a hoppy, like bitterness or like hop aroma? Like this is very hoppy as in hop aroma and flavor and stuff? Or would you just say like so, like So average beer drinker, I would not say that that beer is hoppy. Right. I think more like the bitterness. aftertaste. Maybe it must be the bitterness like on the on like the after effect. Like if you drink something that's like overly hoppy, it just kind of like hurts you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does it hit you on your palate essentially? Like do you feel like towards yeah. like the back of your tongue, like it starts to like dry out and almost... So like, you're asking me intelligent questions. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter so I think it's bitterness is really what what you're going for is like so like for instance if you have like a lot of the older school like the or they say West Coast style like that that style it's kind of like really dry like I mean you wouldn't necessarily notice it's super dry but like it's like it's it's aggressive like you feel it coming into you like you sure you, you take a sip that's what you're talking about is hoppy more sure. than likely yes so yeah so that's the bitterness you're looking at um, so bitterness has really changed drastically over the years 
and so much that there is this new style that is it's technically a style now the new england style ipa which really isn't very bitter at all um it's on the other scale like what ryan was saying of hoppiness being referred to as more aromatic the the, the flavor profile is more like fruit like a lot of fruity notes um so like hoppy yes abuse of hops but not necessarily aggressively bitter okay because um, back in the day, going back to like the, the whole, well, not necessarily back in the day, but like IBUs, you used that term earlier, mm-hmm. so International Bitterness Unit. Um, I've always referred that to a bullshit thing. So IBUs can mean so many different things. Um, you can have something that, like, like say for instance, you went to a store, you're looking for the highest IBU thing because you think it's going to be hoppier, right? That's like the general mm-hmm. idea. That's not necessarily true. Like you could have, say, a Russian Imperial Stout that's 80 IBUs. Like, holy shit, that's going to be hoppy. No, it's not because it's balanced. It's going to be balanced out with all that extra, like, malty sweetness. It's going to balance it. Um, so, really, the IBUs is kind of what I refer back to. Refer back to is just really it's for the the, the breweries use as a calculation to kind of regulate what they're going for on bitterness, dryness, and and just balance in general. Like, it, it, there's how many. Right, you can take over with like there's how many different calculations to achieve like the actual international. Oh, it's silly. Like, it's um, there's uh, this uh, what they call a gypsy brewer. This guy named Keller. I forget which European country he's from, somewhere um, Western Europe. And uh, basically, he created a thousand IBU beer, and a thousand IBUs is unheard of. And he said like, oh, you know what? I, I don't even think it's a thousand IBUs. It's just you know, I, it's a calculation I did, figure it out, blah blah blah. I put all these hop oils, whatever test tube stuff. Threw it in there, and um, so he made this beer, super crazy bitter, and all of a sudden he sent it out to a couple labs to see what it, what it was, and one lab's like, oh yeah, this is the most bitter beer we've ever tested here. It's at 120 IBUs, and it's not even close to 1,000 IBUs. He just used like hand calculation. They actually measured the, with a, what's called isomerized alpha acids floating around in solution. And the other lab, somewhere in Norway or, or wherever, I'm sorry, my geography's terrible, um, it was basically said, oh, this is also very hoppy. It's 87 IBUs. And, I'm, and these numbers I'm making up a little bit, but they're relative. And so even these labs that have these mass spectrometers or whatever they have to measure this stuff couldn't agree on what the IBUs were in this beer. Um, so it doesn't make much sense. But like, as far as going back to your question, I, IPAs, um, it's a whole new style now. It's different. IPAs aren't really what IPAs were 20, 30 years ago because all these new hops came out. Citro, which was just in that last yeah, I year, I agree with that. social relevance, yeah. there's no such thing as Citro. It's all uh, Cascade and uh, Centennial's even newer. And all these older hops that didn't really give great fruity flavors, they just gave the bitterness. And they had some earthy, you know, other things going on. Um, but the brewers couldn't make the beer we're making now. They just did not have the same sort of hops that we have now. So it's a brand new style. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was a really long answer we just gave to a, a very, what, was it? what do you think about IPA? That was a six-word question, and you got about 100 words back for each, each Good news, word. it is National IPA Day. Oh, it is National IPA Day. Good news, also, we did not bring an IPA. No, we didn't. But, we didn't. I mean, technically, okay, I mean, well, this is well, as well, close well, as we'll A couple of contrarians. There's another growler out here, though. We can. There is. I opened it up for you. I even made a sound in front of the, uh, I, I, the microphone. I, I heard that. I heard so. it. Right. Did you I'm not it? shy. I'm in. Yeah. Don't there be shy. Don't you be should be that. in. I've had snack pack. <laughs> you get that snack pack over there. 
I see what's going on here. Oh, that's a nice color. Stop looking at me, Swan. Is that even the same movie? It is. I think so, yeah. 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 I'll Adam Sandler, yeah. but well, Happy, Happy Gilmore Madison. and, yeah, yeah. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, I just think, are the same movie now. I, I confuse all the quotes into just well, one. I, mean, I you know, that entire era of uh, I disagree Adam Sandler. With you. you disagree? See, yeah. it might be the golf that's involved. Maybe. That's all that gets me. Like, Happy Gilmore, like, I've actually put in the golf film realm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I put that right up there with Caddyshack. They weren't throwing, they, they weren't throwing discs, though, so, like, I find that to be a tough situation for golf. Uh, disc golfer? Hey. Maybe. I used to be one. Maybe. We actually have... Um, I have hundreds yeah. of dollars worth of stuff. I've noticed that as well. It's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome sport. It's, it's actually a super fast-growing sport, too, right now. Um, we actually, this weekend, Saturday, we have the Blueberry Jam coming out at Flat Rock in Athol. And it, it's a, it's a it's a reoccurring uh, tournament. It happens every year at the same time. And you know since I love the beginning course, of it, because there's a hole that you have to throw over the water. There's a little rowboat set up in case you're water, you don't make it. Oh, that's awesome! It is, but it's a Merc Shack, so you you got one chance to grab that disc. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, what's cool about it? So they they, all, they obviously have some blueberry bushes there. You can pick too. They also um, do have the basket of like I think either floaters or like spare discs that they've like collected that you can throw one of their discs if you they want do, to they try do. They just, they're just, they're, they're just ready cool. for all Smart. situations but they've they, so since the beginning of this tournament it's like the, the alehouse moonhill brewing company has like always supplied beer for the tournament too so we have that coming up saturday we're gonna have beer flowing there and gonna have a good time just like we always do tell us about the smack the snack pack Matt, you go right ahead. I'll let you cover this one. Snack pack um, is a beer that um, you drink and happens to be darker than the last one. No, so snack pack stout. Sold. <laughs> I, yeah. Snack pack stout. I understood that. <laughs> now you're talking my language. We're done here. Thank you guys for joining us on the middle Anyway. It's, it's your it's your go-to stout. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's not overly sweet. It's it's definitely on the like you know it's not a dry Irish stout. It's a nice balanced, easy to drink stout. Um, it's very mild. Thank you. Being the term. Yeah, it's 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 not to be too too aggressive, for being you know dark and 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 this big meaty head that you see here right now that's got all this beautiful lacing. Like it it, it really is. It's, it's pretty easy to drink. It's it's not supposed to be overly sweet. It's not supposed to be overly dry. It's just you're. Have you done a coffee brew? We have. Actually, that's one of one of, one of my uh, favorite dark beers that Ryan created. It's called PC Low Butter. And what the fuck does that mean? Uh, <laughs> it says paper jam when there is no paper jam. <laughs> I was saying, I know exactly what PC <laughs> And uh, that's, um, that's a... I'm telling you, the pop culture references like with these beer names... We're current. We're, we're, we're current. Yeah, we get funnier when we drink. <laughs> Did we come up with a beer name yet today? Do we have, do we have the phone out for like? Uh, I, I didn't pop open my list. Uh, we have. They should pop open the list. Let's talk. Let's go for the list. Well, let's finish with PC load letter. All right, PC load letter. Go with it. Uh, so, um, so basically, we um, we take uh, real coffee, um, whole bean coffee, and we age it in the tank with this uh, dark Dean's lager. Beans. Dean's beans, local coffee, local roasted coffee. 
And uh, basically, we had no idea how the hell much coffee to put in or for how long to age it on the coffee. So we kind of just took some recipes for like how to make cold brew, right? It's the right idea. And I read somewhere that you don't want to grind them up because whatever. So basically, we put the, the coffee beans, hung them from like a sack from the top of the tank and filled the tank up with like the finished beer and just waited. And we tried it every day, which is rough. It's a rough job. And then uh, and then one day we just had, I forget how long it was, it was like four or five days or maybe less. We were like, no, it's perfect. It tastes great. We emptied out the tank and, you know, took the coffee beans out. A lot of extra cleaning for Matt. Um, I love it. Yeah. Love fun, it. fun thing is that um, when you get coffee beans or like cocoa nibs in a tank, in a pressurized tank that you're trying to clean, are you guys familiar with the term blunderbuss? It's like a medieval gun where they just threw whatever in there and just shot it out with gunpowder. But, you know, 12 PSI is pretty effective at shooting some coffee beans across a cold room. It's true. You see the scar? Yeah, they leave welts, too. It looked like like he had chicken pox. (laughs) No, that was it. No. Not for the air. It was a bad joke. I understand. You guys probably have, like, a tolerance of, of, like... 100 men right now, but, but don't hold back on us. Like, if you have bad jokes, this is what we need. Tolerance of 100 men. That, 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 that's an expensive night. <laughs> but we're going to bring up names. I brought my list up. What, my biggest heartbreak I had in recent past was when I found out Kaiser Gose was already taken. There's a style of beer called the Gosa. Are you guys familiar with the... Uh, um, what's the name of the movie? Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Boom. Yeah. What are the names that have been turned down? Like you said, you said earlier that you've had names that like you've uh, bought heads with. A, a few. Um, one that I haven't found a right fit for is um, Hop Symphonic Super Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> um, I figured that'd play well on a music music podcast. Um, I want to play it, but it, um, some people may have felt it's, it's a little nerdy or maybe just slightly presumptuous. <laughs> but, you know, I like it. Keep going down that, that thing. There's some terrible ones on there. I like, right. I like hearing the terrible ones. It makes me feel good. Yeah, we need some more terrible ones. What are the terrible ones? Uh, oh, the Big Dipper for the double IPA. D-I-P-A. Big yeah. Dipper. Did yeah. you come, didn't you come up with that one? You told me. It's on my list. I think it's still here somewhere. It probably is. She's not on the mic, but the uh, the, the absolute fabulous Constance is hanging out in the uh, in the uh, studio with us. She got the whiskey in her lap though, so she's definitely yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. doing <gasps> something she right. She found the Worcestershire. You been drinking that? Worcestershire sauce. You been drinking that? Like the third podcast. Is that a little zip of your beer? Pretty sure, because it was their last time. I can't believe that bottle still exists, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. It's down here hiding from you. It was 89 bucks well spent. I would say its last of three podcasts is pretty damn good. I'm not a mathematician, but you're up to like at least 11 bucks right now. Savings. Well, you put your phone away. Where, where the oh, I'm going through the list. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're all, yeah we're, all we're, we're still pop, on that. Yeah. Pop culture. I got like Fidelio. Yeah, you guys that's get that reference. One. That's a good one. Yeah, that's the door password. It's not the, it's not the main password. Yeah. It's gotcha. eyes wide shut. Um, like if you don't know the second password, you could potentially die. Yeah, what else? I got Wild Stallions. Uh, <laughs> San Dimas High School Football Rules. The Lone <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Just all over the place. All over the place. You know what I mean? Just having fun with it. 
Um, do you ever not sell beer at the bar because you, uh, the customer can't pronounce it? Only when I'm pouring it. <laughs> well, sometimes um, I, I went through a French phase where I started liking like these French names, thinking I was like uh, fancy or whatever, and people couldn't pronounce those. Or um, my the favorite thing was like sassy pants. There's a couple other kind of, I guess, what you call girly named beers, where guys just would not say sassy pants. They just would not. They'd be like, oh, can I have the you know the, the sour ale? And they'd be like, excuse me, which one? The, the sour ale right there. It's like no, no, no. Which which one? It's sassy pants. Yeah, and it's. For some reason, I'm trying to play Con- Connie, who's not on air right now. What was the beer that I absolutely despise the name of? Do you remember? There was only one. There was one that just like really annoyed me. I'm like, are you serious? Who's yeah. coming up with these names? I, I actually it's asked me. her. I was like, who's coming up with these <laughs> names? Like, they need to be spoken to. How long ago was it? Uh, I hope it's like one of the three names that I got. I really do. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think it's on? This is gonna be dead air, like some fears. There's like Malgera Trois back in like my French. Well, funny. I can't Malgera remember if I, I actually can't remember if I actually tried the beer or if I refused to try the beer because of the name. name. You're yeah, one I'm, of those. I'm, yeah, I'm one of those. I was one of those. Okay. Yeah, I'm but how many beers did you try because changing. of the names? Let's flip this whole argument around. Optimism. Yeah. It's like that commercial. It's funny too, actually going to, back to Malgier Artois. Um, I put up the joke like, hey, how about the French connection? Well, I feel like it French connection been, happened I feel like to be it like been started by your, oh, your oh, yeah. Which one was it? It can't be Oats Magoats. That's oh, reoccurring. That's a reoccurring hatred right there. You can't hate that one. I can hate whatever I want, sir. No, you're, you, you cannot <laughs> hate that one. If it's on my untapped, I mean, that's the worst one that I'm looking at. Well, the funny thing is, now that I have you guys, like, you guys have me going Juice through the Piglo? list, I should say. Um, Can we have a beer named after us? Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. But you can definitely tell that we're drinking while we do this, because for some reason, right underneath Ill-Tempered Sea Bass for a beer name, I have Nutella-Old Yeller combination question mark. I don't even know what that you means. Guys have- I don't know what that means. I had a brilliant <laughs> idea drunk one day, and I just... I just <laughs> Wait, you guys had a beer one time called Horse Ghost? Yeah, it's we on tap right it. now. Uh, we have Good. a psychic came through. I don't know who invited the psychic over, but like said, we had a bunch of ghosts. We were haunted, and supposedly there was a horse ghost floating around the L house somewhere. Um, <laughs> and the first time we've ever heard of it. Yeah, and 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 I confused. Um, and it's the beer that I zested 45 pounds of oranges into, and it's because I thought that oranges scared away phantasms. It turns out it's scurvy. Um, but I, I tried my best. I don't think you can put that in beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He did the easy part, and I had to squeeze him with my bare hands, which was totally so much difficult than spending 17 hours zesting. It's okay. You have to clean the tanks out afterwards. It smelled amazing. Big old. <laughs> yeah. like, not gonna lie. Like, I almost died from CO2 asphyxiation, but like, it was great. I told you, we, we make a lot. We, we're, um, we, we like to have fun with it. We like to bring out new styles whenever we can. So, how do we come out since the. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Three Oninas, utterly moolicious milk stout. That's, that's not, not us. us. Fuck that. Oh, that's I'm sorry, it. it says Nimble Hill Brewing. Yeah, that's sorry. just. See? See? Hill Brewing came through on my screen. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I thought, okay, I must be, I must be passing it. I'm sorry. Sweet. No, Sweet. it's fine. Oh, it's sorry. fine. My feelings aren't hurt at all. I was going to say that. That's my new f- one that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you're saying we're not number one anymore. Like, that one sucked. So, like, going back to Horse Ghost, man, like, you were talking about, like, how, how, how we have, like, the horse, you know, just floating around everywhere, and, like, there was more ghosts, you know? Like, there was. How do we There's name like a some... beer after, like, the girl in the basement? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where we got confused. We thought the horse was in the basement, because how the hell was the horse going to climb the stairs? Um, and it just seemed like a <laughs> good spot for, like... For like a stable, but I guess I guess the little girl. How does was, the horse get in the basement? I, I well, the basement it, it's it's a walkout Loading basement. Dog, you know what I mean? Dog, and I just sure. figured like if you're gonna build a stable, the stable would be on like the basement floor, and you'd be up there, even though the building was built like a hundred years ago. I don't know. They, you know, were the shoes properly sized? And <laughs> exactly, exactly. Does one shoe have like a boot, kind of like cloud? Uh, that was a little off reference going to Connie who is off the air right now who has a beautiful horse. Was it? Wow. Weird. Totally no stuff. You should on. We can get you a mic. It was actually the fourth the first horse I ever rode. You rode Connie's horse. I did. That's kinda weird. No, what was weird about it was it was three weeks after. Well, it's oh, it's weird. It's like Connie's like giving rides out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing you do after a vasectomy, not ride a horse. <laughs> just be right, ready, three right, weeks. right in there. Totally seems Well, the, be, the best part. Sense right there. Yeah, well, well we, we pride ourselves in our lack of common sense. Um, it's easy. You watch the shoulder and you bounce when, you know, all that good stuff. Wasn't there, like, paintings in, like, the, the doctor's office, too, of, like... The ninja paintings. Oh yeah, it's like a ninja with some guys like up with like the stirrups and all that stuff. And the you French know? people and all that good stuff. Ah, I uh, they're smart. Maybe the horse, the, the the horse ghost is just your you know your testicles, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's just the, the thing is going on. That's the ghost. It's uh, the guy. The horse is just floating the, the horse is somewhere. your testicles. That's it. <laughs> Well, as least, as long as on tap right now at the Gardner Ale House, <laughs> yeah, Gardner, yeah. Massachusetts. <laughs> Hurry in. That's actually on my list of names somewhere. For a small period of time. Equestrian <laughs> <No> vasectomy. <laughs> um, I might be out of intelligent questions. When did you start? Oh, <laughs> those are fighting words, Con. <laughs> It's a bold move. Let's see if it pays off for you. Well, remember, he can edit all this, so he can make me sound however he wants to no, make me great. sound you afterwards. No, just beat me to it, because that's what I would normally say. <laughs> oh, these guys, these guys like, like, I'm telling you, like, the, everybody's behaving right now. Like, it must be the company. Well, this, uh, I feel like this is, a, this is our first serious. This is serious? Why is beer about? serious? Why does beer have to be serious? It, doesn't have, it, be it serious. doesn't have to be serious. It's not serious at all. The, problem, the problem is I'm the only one that's excited about it. Like, these guys are just came here because they're obligated. Ah, Are you saying it was bad company? That's a lie. Ah, <laughs> I like it. See, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they can't deny. All right. <laughs> from from, from each hard. of you, I want it like your top five drinking songs. Top. Ooh, drinking like, songs. That's, that's beautiful a songs from that's my... A good, uh, that, you know, he, he brings up a good point because the other half of our podcast, or the, probably the majority of our podcast, we're, we're music-based, so... All right. All right. Drinking songs. Are you talking anthems, Jamie? No, just like you're hanging out at your house drinking. Yeah. Top five songs. That oh, that's man. tough. That you so to. many. Because you know you have those moments while you're drinking. Now would be a good time for music. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's always a good time for music. Um, 
Man, I'm so bad at like, the on-the-spot thing. Let me th- let me think. Um, actually, back in the day, I had this camp out in the woods in Winchenden, and we used to party. And all we had were my parents' uh, beautiful records. start camping out in the woods in Winchenden. Yeah, no, it was um, it's on Stoddard Pond or Milk Glen Pond or whatever. It's a great spot. Not a, the neighbors didn't mind that you know 100 kids were out there drinking. Are we are we all just camping out in Winchenden? Uh, yeah, yeah, we pretty much are. We just barely got past the horse and buggy. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but Matt brought up Bad Company. We actually listened to a lot of Bad Company, believe it or not. Sixteen-year-old kids out on the lake. Um, yeah, Bad Company. I I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it. I love pop punk. You know what I mean? So you throw on um, Thursday or uh, Taking Back Sunday, their first album back then. Uh, it's about circa 2002. I forget the name of it. It's as good as it gets. No, uh, Taking Back Sunday. Yep. You play that, and I, I lose my. I go. I'm like a white girl at a T-Swizzle concert. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Anthony, what's that like? Say, Anthony just went to a... Anthony was just at T-Swizzle last week. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I heard she put on a good show. I saw the Foo Fighters at uh, Fenway last. Yeah, I heard that Sunday. was good, too. Yeah, I got right. every year, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah. Foo Fighters, Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think Dave Grohl's hair might smell a little bit better than T-Swizzle's. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go to it. I had a nine-year-old. I can't really be like, hey, I'm going to get drunk. Uh, Responsibilities, kind of. He's not like me. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a nine-year-old. I'm here to get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Dude with a baby, let me in the front. So, going back to the original uh, question, though, um, music for me, like, not necessarily has to be a drinking song. It really is. It's, 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 it's feeling. Everything is feeling for me when it comes to that. Like, I work, like, my, my work is emotional. Every, everything about, like, the way I kind of represent myself and, and, and the world is, is it really is an emotional thing. Um, not saying I'm watching a uh, sunset and starting to cry because it's so beautiful, but, like, Music. Well, I was. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, so it really is. It's the people I'm around during the specific time. I can't say that I have a chant unless it's going to be my little brother that's hanging out with me. We have a tendency since I've known him longer than he's been alive. Like, there has been many occasions where we were, you know, I would say pretty heavily intoxicated. And out of nowhere, we just bust out and the skyrockets in flight. It's, like, it's just like, and it, 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 it just, it, it's, I don't know. Really we bring you songs from our beloved homeland, and you give us that bloody Jingo Jango. <laughs> the more more beer fest. I love that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Love that movie. So yeah, uh, they started singing "99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall." The bloody Jingo Jango. It's true. But Sky Rocks in Flight is great. It is. Afternoon delight. Ah. Afternoon delight. <laughs> So yeah, um, actually, what movie is that from? They locked him in. Like, didn't they lock a bunch of people into a room and force them to listen to that song for like hours on end? I, I want to say it was like see, Van all, Wilder or see, something. Uh, now all I ever think about when I hear Afternoon Tonight is uh, Arrested Development. That's uh, a bunch, I guess. Like, I mean, I guess where I got mine from to would have been Anchorman, where it's like, hey, what's love like? Oh, what? Well, love. It's kind of like. You know, I'm gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab <laughs> some afternoon delight. That's like that, that, you know, that's where I got mine from. Uh, 
kickstart. Brick killed the guy. <laughs> he would have tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I love them. <laughs> Second movie sucked. I don't know. I fell asleep three times. Never made it to the end. I, I did too, but that's uh, we talked about this earlier. Like I was triggered. Oh uh, yeah. Movie trigger. Um, I like I like falling asleep movies too. So peaceful. It is. It's amazing. Like you have like a killer like action movie in the background, just like snoring. It, oh, it seems. Then really you cool. wake up to the yeah. DVD menu like really loud. Over, yeah. Why over, is the DVD menu over, like twenty percent louder than like the rest of the movie? It's like a it's like a bad commercial. It seems, oh, you apparently have not woke up to the Doug Funny complete series uh, DVD menu because that's pretty impressive. And if you don't like Killer Tofu, you are just in the wrong place. The well, we talked about this too. I think it was a Pride and Prejudice movie. The 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 menu is like ninety percent louder than. What's the loud in Pride and Prejudice? What's what's on the DVD the menu? The fucking menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like, like what are they playing? I, I'm I'm imagining like that violas com- playing in the background. Like, what is the DVD menu? No, sound? that thing that thing comes on. You're just like press play for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Put the movie back on. I'm trying to sleep. I wish I could hit pause right now. Two buttons is unnecessary. Ah, very nice. Alright, what time we got? We're doing alright. Yeah, yeah. You're doing alright. We're doing well. You're doing alright. Well, we have we have two avenues that we can take here. And once these guys actually brought some questions for you. No, and uh, no. I've been learning, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I lift three hundred. Yeah. Interview wise, they usually rely on me for this, which is fine. Makes makes me sound so hold on. <laughs> Embarrassment uh, Ryan right. really relies um, on me. All right, we have two avenues that we can take right now. We can either end this visit and say mucho gracias, or we can play Are You Smarter Than a Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Host? I want to play a game. Are you smarter than a heavy metal over a six pack host? Ah, oh, that sounds interesting. It's oh, a game awesome. that we've played many times. With a guest, and what we do is what I think actually what I cooked up was a uh, it's all multiple question, and all multiple you have to choice. do is, no, this might be the first time that we've had Jay. Yeah. For yeah. are you smarter than a heavy metal over except a six pack goes? Except for my Except for when you right. were com- competing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, but you were a guest that Yeah, day. you weren't actually on the yeah. So it's completely up to you. You guys can say goodnight, or you guys can play in our silly little game. What I actually cooked up for you guys was beer trivia. Ooh, that's good. I brought Ryan. I'm fine. Actually, or he brought, if he brought, you actually, he brought me. If you, in all honesty, if you want the level of playing field, we also have uh, obscure U.S. laws that we can that we get. We beer can trivia for um, for you said the magic words. Trivia so. beer. So, if I'm not mistaken, it sounds like nobody's, like, itching to, like, just run out of here, right? Yeah, no. Well, uh... <laughs> so get, get My son and his daughters are with his wife, so we're good. It's true. Um, I think Caleb might have shot me with a Nerf gun that he has replaced the Nerf bullet with an actual bullet. So, I'm going to go with... That was a safe decision. My son's gonna steal uh, Matt's dog. That's that's basically what's happening. He already uh, told me that. Yeah. Not Daigle, but well, Daigle, yes, but not that Daigle. Mm-hmm. Little Daigle. Little Daigle. Little Daigle. 
Alright, cool, I got high-tech flashcards. There you go. Sweet. Yeah, very high-tech flashcards. There you go. Did you just like Dave, David Blaine here right now? Is that a match trick? So am I supposed to tell out bat? I got a B and an A. And am I not supposed to tell people? There's an A, B, a C, a D, and there's also a true and a false. Oh, there's backs. All right. So. It just spelled out bat or, or dab. I, I could probably do dab is better. Cool. All right. Marcus is going to edit all of the setup nonsense that he's doing right now. Lies. That's all we got. We got Anthony, we got Jay, we got Matt. Ryan. That's pretty sweet. So the beauty of this game, because, I don't know, we just like to... I like to come up with like these quizzes. I try to make them relevant. Socially relevant? Yeah, whatever. It's yeah. multiple choice. Just take a take a lucky freaking guess, and I can tell you, you're probably going to need a few lucky guesses with the one that I actually had. So, we will play Are You Smarter Than a Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Hose? Excellent. Let's play. Could be fine. I feel like there could should be, be like some intro music. You know? there, there is, but you have to listen to the, oh, the podcast. Yeah, that's that's oh, in post would, you, would you like to hear? I would love to hear the yeah. uh, I can hear the, I can play the intro music. I can play the sound. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. More waiting. Killing the growler. Of More waiting. Snack yeah. I sure can. Segment sounds. Smarter game. There it is. Oh, that's nice. Look at yeah, that. Did you come up, come up with that yourself? That's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah, I did like all that. these, just like our... That wasn't your voice, though. It actually was my voice. Was it? It was. That's impressive. I still like this one. Uh... <laughs> awesome. I can dig it. <laughs> uh, I love my free time hobbies. <laughs> Alright, I think I have 12 questions, and then we have you, one... You think things. you have 12 questions? I think. Okay. Hold on. Let me count again. So be one, ready two, three, for 11, four, five, six, maybe seven. 13. Okay, six, but six options. we have 12 yeah. questions with one for a tiebreaker if it actually comes down to it. And if we get past that one for a tiebreaker... Now, all of these are multiple choice, so everybody has a flashcard. There's either an A, B, a C, or a D, and there are a couple of true or falses in here. Now... What I will tell you is, my hosts tend to uh, cheat like mother effers. It wouldn't be fun if they didn't. Well, and how could you do it? I, I don't have a full abacadabra here. Well, you gotta flip. I don't know what you're saying right now. Abacadabra. Well, there's a D on the other side. Did you not take the it's how, it's, how we, it's how we passed. Yep. Yeah, the yeah, high school. Always the answer in the 10th grade. So, yeah. when you decide your option, like, if you want to just, like, kind of hold it close and, like, near and dear to your heart, and then, like, we'll all, like, reveal at the same time. That way there are no cheating. And we'll, you know, we'll try to make this like as legit as possible. But, you know, usually Anthony, like, he, he guesses like a mother effer, and he's pretty good at it. So we get through most of my life. Mm. Yeah, we do. We do Doesn't all right. So bad we so do bad. all right. So this is I beer. I that message. This is beer <laughs> trivia. I forgot what side I pulled this off of. I'm probably gonna have to like go find it again, just so I can give them the uh, due credit. But as an example, this is a multiple co choice question: A, B, C, or D. Now retired. Which is the world's strongest beer? You said now retired? Now retired. Which is the world's strongest beer? Okay. Is it A, Dogfish's Raison de Extra? B, Hair of the Dog's 
Dave. C, Samuel Adams, Triple Bach. Or D, uh, I'll do the best I can, Le Zhang Yinju. Go. Okay, so your answer is C, Sam Adams Triple Bach, correct? Your answer is C. You're all wrong. It was A, wasn't it? No, it was B. Here the yeah, dogs. Dog. Dave. Well, so no suck. points yet. No points. No points. But There's this is. All right. <laughs> have, All right. You, have you actually heard of it? No, I haven't heard of Hair of the Dog. There's another brewery. What's the name of the brewery? It's a, again, European brewery, but they, they make an ice bock, and it's like crazy. Fine. What's that? Fine. No, no, an ice, ice bock. Ice. Yeah. So basically, if you freeze the beer, it's kind of like distilling it because you're freezing out the water, right? So you take out the chunks of ice, that's just pure water, and what you oh, have like left the... is alcohol. alcohol. So you make a stronger and stronger beer. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so, you can't legally do that, right? No. Oh, Brewdog. Brewdog is who makes that, the ice bar. And that's, I, that's I thought Ireland. that was the strongest one, but is I don't Is it Ireland or Scotland? It's over there. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they, uh, they all, yeah. it's close it's, enough. This is what I like about these trivia games. He's the boss. We learn so much, like, True. either when they know the answer or if they don't know the answer, we learn, like, all the extra. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we could be lying to you, too. It's going back to, well, it's going back to our, our buddy Dave and a friend of me. What's up, Dave? Hey. Um, <laughs> that dude was, like, on top of this shit. All right, this next one is a true or false. 50-50 shot, guys. Quite simply, true or false, beer is the most popular beverage in the world. Mm. That's tough. That is tough. Oh, no. Brutal. Uh, but you did. I got a false, a false, a true, and a the, false. We have the 12% or less. I'm like so excited about that right now. <laughs> false is absolutely correct. True. All right. I, I, you know, I was really thinking it was going to be false, but I was really Jay, pulling for the beer on that one. You know, I was like, I feel like, right, you so, know, I still got a job, so I must be doing something so right. So three right. players have uh, shot out the lead. Hold on a second. I got more important things to worry about right now. Hold on. We got to get the rest of that out of there. No. Don't do it. No, mama. Well, did, did they tell you what the most popular beverage is? I didn't go that far into it. Because I mean, I felt, I felt like bullshit. I'm leaving a, I'm leaving a smidge. But okay. Well, there's a lot of like children in the world, so you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's gonna be something lame. I'm, I would assume like soda. There's like, gonna be something be lame like, like uh, apple juice. Yeah. Apple juice. Water. 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 Yeah. High quality H2O. Oh, well, I guess I misinterpreted that question because I was thinking alcohol. Like when, it, when, it, when it mentioned beer, I was just thinking most popular alcohol. Right. Makes sense. Right. Situation. You guys ready for question three? Sure. Yes. This is going back to multiple choice. All right. What country has the most individual brands of beer? Is it A, USA, B, Belgium, C, Germany, or D, Canada? Individual brands of beer? Individual, the wording is what country has the most individual brands of beer? USA, Belgium, Germany, or Canada? I'm just gonna go with what I. Hey, you're all wrong, it's Belgium. Still? Stupid. 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 According, yeah. according to this website, don't, okay. don't shoot the message. No, it's fine, I must. So we had a couple answers for USA, we had, we had a couple answers for Germany, and they were all wrong. 
I know right now in the U.S. there's 6,000 operating breweries. See, here come the facts. Just listen. We're all going to learn something. The more you know. Don't stop. I mean, oh, oh, we, I'm we, sorry. We, I'm we, sorry. No, no, no. We no, love this. I'm not no, making fun of you. No, no. Like, oh, sorry. No, it's like something like, uh, and again, like, don't quote me exactly, but it, last check, there's like five and change, but I think we're at over 6,000 separate operating breweries. And if each place makes more than one beer, that's a lot of brands. Or like 5,600 of those in Massachusetts alone. Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, right about. <laughs> right about. <laughs> at least. It's pretty close, right? Yeah. North Central Mass. You know what's actually fun? Like when we went down to South Carolina, the breweries down there actually do like surveys. Oh yeah, like some island style, style loggers and like whatnot. Like that, I, I I got into that. I was like, this is this is fun. Oh, that stuff's huge. It's this huge growth kind of an area. Like the Mexican style loggers were like when it, like mainstream beer or um, like macro beer, I'll call it, was starting to decline. You know, all the buds, the cores, all that's the Millers. Um, the Coronas, the Dosa Keys, all those guys were still growing like crazy. It's that the Mexican style lagers just were growing with craft. I don't know what the numbers are over the past few years, but we did have an October Fiesta. We did have the October Fiesta. You had a Mexican style lager at one point? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we used the Mexican, uh, uh, Mexican lager yeast. yeast, but we were There's basically making an Oktoberfest. Uh, you know, no, like no, what, like an what, what makes party. it a Mexican lager? Smooth and awesome. <laughs> Tacos, like yeah. it's, it's like. honestly, it's close to you know your American style lager. Just less adjuncts, they're called. Less rice, less you know corn, less okay. all that other stuff. And um, yeah, just it's a light lager. Okay. Yeah. There's something specific. Some of these styles have huge overlaps. Um, like, I mean, stouts and porters. People have a problem with that all the so time. Similar, yeah. They're so similar. And, I mean, the extremes, like very light porters are way out of, like, the stout category. And, uh, really strong stouts are out of the porter category. Sure. But the overlap is just, yeah. Except you, the big gray area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Call it what you want. Okay. I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's some beer nerd on the other line losing his mind right now. But that's how I see it. <laughs> I'm on the other Fact line. And I'm losing my mind. Right. We are three questions in, so we do All this right. every time that we start trivia. So, like, what I have to do is I have to get everybody involved. I have to do a better job of like making you guys say, say your own your own answers, kind of a thing. Because that way, everybody doesn't have to just listen to the sound of my gorgeous voice. Go you on. have a beautiful voice, by the way. You I know appreciate what I mean? that. It's, Thank you so much. You are the songbird of your it's generation. It's just so bad. You're, you're songbird right. of my generation. <laughs> I think we're on question number four. This is multiple choice. Who was the first American to brew lager? Okay. American to brew lager. The first American to brew lager. Was it A, John Wagner, B, Sam Adams, C, John Miller, or D, August Bush? Okay, nobody has an answer up yet. We have a couple answers up. We have I'm going to go with B. Submitted to that? Okay, you going with you B. You want to hear my voice. Thank you. B. Sam Adams, okay. J. John Miller, C. Oh, was it C? That's exactly what you said. Was it? Wasn't Augustus Bush? August Bush was D. Yeah. You stick uh, with that? Oh, yeah, I'm still going with that. All right, you guys are all wrong, by the way. How? Oh. A? John Wagner. John Wagner. John Wagner. A. John ah. Wagner. All right, so we're, we're, made Toyota. We so are we're four, doing poorly. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing very poorly. Uh, we have Anthony at one. We have John Jay Wagner. at one. And we have uh, Ryan at one. Jack. All right. Jack. All right. Jack. And Matt at zero. 
All right, so let's go to question five. Let's see what happens after question five. His real name was John. Was. Uh, I thought it was like a trick question. I thought Augustus Bush was like born in the country, but you know his parents were really foreign, sort of thing. Like one of those deals, you know. I think you overthought it. I, I probably overthought it. Ryan, no. This is still incredible. Oh, thank you. Oh my thank God. you. I can't, I can't get over this. That was a good time. Like this is like this is like occult old times, like seven. But that first time we had a cult, we all thought we liked it, but we, we really didn't. Like, let's all be realistic. We really didn't. I even bought it, like, the next day. And then, uh, we bought, like, a case of that shit, like, when we were at, like, Ross Rock Diner. And, like, yeah. I just want to apologize. I mean, history wasn't on the MCAS, dude. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? We're just, whatever. I still passed, though. All right. How long did Prohibition last? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll give you your possible actually, answers after I right. stop enjoying this. It really true. Ah, sucking one beer. All right. A, what is five? 12 years, two months, and four days. I love this question because it's, like, it's very, it's very, very exact. <laughs> is it B, 15 years, five months, and five days? Is it C, 14 years, 10 months, and 21 days? Or is it D, 13 years, 10 months, and 19 days? Where's, where's the, it wasn't very fucking long. Because, like, that, that was my answer. Actually, there's, there, there is a, an E option, but it's prohibition, question mark, question mark. Can you mark. use that in a sentence? <laughs> All right, we have, a, we have an answer for A. We'll we have an answer C. for B. We have an answer for C. I'm doing A We have an well. answer for A. The answer is D. <laughs> really? Come on! We suck so bad. <laughs> What's that lottery game right now that's out there, like, aside from Kino? It's like all or nothing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get 24 numbers. The it's, such a ri- it's such You're... a rip-off, but you guys would be killing it right now. Fun <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, you got to get on the mic if you want to talk to us, honey. Uh, you don't have a voice right now. Just come speak into that come mic. Speak. Come speak. Go ahead, go ahead, do it, do it, do it. And he'll, it's red. He'll share the. Clown, we can hear you in the background. Mic. You said. Yeah, fun the clown fact. mic. Just tell, just tell them. Fun fact: Jack Daniels actually died before Prohibition was over, so he didn't realize that his beer was so popular. The reason he died was because he kicked a safe, broke his foot, and died of blood poisoning. Fantastic. Oh, you know. Yeah. That's a run wrong. Blood poisoning to die from. Connie can actually give you the whole Jack Daniels uh, tour from start to finish. Like, oh, big it's fan. A, it's amazing. Wow. All right. Let's, actually let's really find our, uh, what are we at, question five? Let's find our fifth. Our next question that nobody can get right. Uh, are we at six? That sounds right. Six sounds right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Well, we can redo five if you no, want. We, <laughs> well, so far we have, we have three people with one. One person with zero. Not me. Who's got one? Everybody except for uh, Matt. <laughs> Not to, uh, put too point Loud noises. <laughs> I love lamps. All right. Which is the best-selling brand in the Western Hemisphere outside of the USA? Wow. No, I'm not really. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't write these. Is it A, Brahma beer? B, Corona? 
C, Red Stripe. Our D, Heineken. Wait, so say can the, you repeat the, the question? Yeah. Western right. Hemisphere. Which is the best-selling brand in the Western Hemisphere outside of the USA? Outside of the USA. And what were the choices again? A is going to be Brahma Beer. B is Corona. C is Red Stripe. D is Heineken. I'm going with Heineken. Yeah, Heineken. Yeah. Give it up to my boys in Brazil. We have Brahma Beer. Oh, we get, someone's ABCD. getting it right. Someone's ABCD. getting it right. We should just do this every time, guys. Brahma beer is absolutely correct. Woo! He's cheating. No, it's a Brazilian beer, I believe. Yeah, I Brahma know. beer. There's a lot of people in Brazil. True. Yeah. Alrighty. What do they call Brazil nuts in Brazil? All right, so you take Brazil a nuts. <laughs> this lead might actually be huge. Probably. Like, you now have the way two this is going. versus one, one, and zero. <laughs> this might be killer. Yeah. I, I feel like I really have a comeback kit situation coming on here. All right, here we go. You're the best around. I'll tell you what, we'll just keep going until I run out of questions. Put we'll, me in, we'll, coach. We'll yeah. right. Sweep the legs. Multiple choice. Which brewer ran an ad campaign that claimed its beer was good for you? Was it A, Miller, B, Guinness, uh, C, Bush, or D, Heineken? All right, we have two answers for Guinness. We have two answers for Miller. Guinness is absolutely correct. Boom. Boom. Jay, you look pretty confident on that one, bro. Well, it's Guinness. Of course, yeah. it makes you better. Even though I think Guinness it was Guinness for strength. I actually think that um, Mass, uh, the uh, Men's Health magazine, actually deemed it like one of the worst. It's a light beer. Guinness, it pretty much is. Like, it really it's is. a light beer. It's the, it's, the roast. The, it's the fish oil that's in it that they, they deemed was. Oh, yeah. It's, it's um, Isinglass. Isinglass, it's, uh, it's made from fish gills, actually, and it's a coagulant. It helps break down the solids that are floating around in beers. It clears up the beer, which, you know, you want, a, you want a nice, clear Guinness when you drink one. We used to ask those questions instead. I'm better at those ones. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, seen, you should have heard my last quiz. Fun fact, we all know that uh, there's that a Guinness brewery that's opening up just outside of Baltimore. Yeah, it's already open, I believe. Um, August 4th. Oh, okay, so there must be like an early opening because the... Is either August 3rd or August 4th? Because a, a buddy of mine actually lives in Baltimore. He's like, I think it's already open. And it's like, they probably did a soft opening. I think their grand opening is uh, like tomorrow. Yeah, um, I have a Facebook friend that um, writes a beer publication and he took pictures outside of it. So I assumed it was open, but he was just outside of it. Probably so. just a soft opening. They, they yeah. did make Mosaic Hops pretty cheap in around like 2015. They did. <laughs> they really did. I mean, in all honesty, I'd still want to go to Dublin, but... <coughs> Yeah, but not only do you not have to fly to Dublin, but Baltimore's pretty cheap, man. Like, have you watched The Wire? Yeah, but you have, like, a, <laughs> like, 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 you could stay there pretty cheap. You have, cheap. like, an 8 out of 10 chance of getting, yeah, you like, stabbed or shot. Yeah, but, you know, like, $20 rooms. <laughs> well, that's true. Like, if you could survive, like, you're yeah, going exactly. to really That's it. I'll, I'll play the odds. Do you, do you hail from Ireland? Okay, which brew is known as... Okay, if you if you all don't get this one, you're, you're all lame. Which brew is known as the champagne of beer? A, Budweiser, B, Coors, C, Corona Extra, or D, Miller High Life? Yes, My dad yes, drinks it all yes, the time. Yes, Miller High Life. Good news about that one. Uh, so, obviously, early on in my drinking career. Um, I can actually call it a career now, which is pretty pretty, pretty sweet. Um, I sent my wife in to the, to the packy 
And I was like, honey, you need to go in there and you need to find me some Miller Low Life. And she goes, okay, yeah, no big deal. I got you, babe. So she's going there. She's searching round and round. She's like, I got to find me some Miller Low Life for my husband, her boyfriend at the time. <laughs> and uh, she's like, she goes up. She's asking. She's like, do you guys have any Miller Low Life anywhere? And they're like, they're like all laughing at her. She's like super embarrassed. She has no idea why she can't find this Miller Low Life. And then she comes out. She literally came out empty-handed. And then she goes, honey, I couldn't find Miller Low Life anywhere. I asked everybody. I'm like, come on, on. Miller High Life is really what I was asking for. So, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. It's like a kitchen thing. <laughs> Friend of left-handed spatula. Can of steam. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The wood stretcher. I gotta, I, oh, that's one of my so, favorite. An even better story. That is the only one he's gotten right so far. <laughs> Just saying. Me? They got you. Yes, got sir. You. He's talking about me. I won. <laughs> the comeback like, kid. Like, I felt win, oh. winning right there. Like, that, that, that's what that oh, feeling yeah, is. Yeah. Hey, Jay, bro. Not putting Jay, any bro. pressure on you, one. but as far as the, uh, the heavy metal or six-pack host, you're closest. Because we got Ryan at four. Uh... Matt, you're at one, bro. I'm doing pretty good right now. You're doing awesome. I'm feeling pretty Miller, confident you about Miller this. You Miller high-lifed the shit out of that one. <laughs> no, Miller uh, low-lifed the shit out of that Jay's one. Jay's at three and Anthony's at two. Your next question is, Red Stripe is the national beer of which country? Is it A, Honduras, C, uh, B, Jamaica, C, Cuba, or D, Puerto Rico? Don't want to college rule. All right, everybody got it except for you, bud. It's fine. Jamaica is absolutely correct. <laughs> Jamaican me crazy. I think these are getting progressively easier. That, that, that prohibition thing was rough. It's like between yeah, 13 I, years, know, 42 days, yeah, and yeah. 12 years, and 260 days. And I was hoping for like the prices yeah, right kind of answer. Like, I just beat you by like... One, two, three, four. Yeah, I got four questions left. Count that, bud. I'm up to two. Yeah, what you did. You are up to two. You know, you know American pond water like nothing, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're open winching it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which city gives its name to the lightest, palest styles of lager? Do I understand that? Okay. Yep. Which city gives its name to the lightest, palest styles of lager? Is it A. Bavaria, B. Munich, D. Pilsen? Pilsen. Well, there's no L. There should be an L. Yeah. Your, your site's shit. The <laughs> Bohemia. Pilsner? That might not be a tell, by the way. Guys. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yep, see, my, my yeah. host kit picked up. <laughs> I don't, I'm Matt? I don't know. I, I, I... Come on. Are you doing that on purpose? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking longer. Is he doing this on purpose? Okay, see, pills in... Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Just put the C good. up. Put the C up. And I'll give it a go. Okay, you got it. Can I take a read? It doesn't have the L on your site? Like, uh, it, does, it doesn't. It uh, honestly doesn't. It might be a typo. It just is it just pissing. Pissing? Pissing. 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 I mean, that's why I have it. Chorus? You really enunciated too well. Oh, no. Where did all my questions go? Oh, there they are. Okay. Here we go. We got one, two, okay, we got three left. Jay, you're still one behind, bro. Ah, you're you know. right in it. Hey. Anthony, uh, I don't know. I'm here. Yes, uh, yeah, you're here. You did, you did well, bud. What is the most popular style of beer consumed in the world? 
Is it A, an ale, B, stout, C, pilsner, D, lager? D, 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 and D. Lager is absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Did you give them all the easy ones? Hip-hop. Hip-hop anonymous. Alright, this one's very exact. This one actually made me chuckle like when I saw this. In Great Britain alone, what is the estimated amount of beer lost in people's beards and mustaches every year? <laughs> How do you measure that is my question. Tongues. Well, it's estimated. It's estimated. Okay. In Great Britain alone, what is the estimated amount of beer lost in people's beards and mustaches each year? Is it A, 24,502 gallons? Come on. <laughs> B, 15,423 gallons. C, 23,116 gallons. Or D, 19,683. Well, first off, they use the metric system, so I call bullshit on this whole <laughs> right? question. <laughs> and I thought this was America. I, I really wasn't even listening to. All right, I'll go with. D. Uh, you're all wrong. It's actually A, 24,502 gallons. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Oh, I measured the amount of beer in people's beards. Yeah. It's estimated, bro. Estimated. So all he does is sit in the bars and be like, dude, that guy just lost like half of his pint. Still. Like, or, so, or, or, or do, do they, they measure do like, the, the people's beards? So they just say like, like that beard could hold like, you know, half a liter. Like does every bar yeah, have right? like this, this professional worker? Who's there measuring beer? All right, guys. We have one more question. So, do you apply for that job? Yeah. Like, come on. Our best hope right now is that Jay ties the beer master over here. Oh, you man. You guys are just kind of playing for consolation, like whatever. But I can't help it that this family is bullshit. Okay. Here's a question. It's multiple choice. Women account for what percentage of beer consumption in USA? The A ten. By volume? Yeah, I don't know. All it says is women account for what percentage of beer consumption in the USA? Okay. A10. And we're not talking about just the country shows. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the whole country. The whole thing. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, B15, C25, or D50? Uh, what was C? 25. What 10, 15, 25, or 50? Sure. I'm also going to let's see. C C C twenty five is absolutely correct. Woo! But what that does mean like what is what twenty five? What what twenty five mean? You are absolutely smarter than a heavy metal versus expensive. Wow, look at that. I'm glad it there was no music questions because I would have been stumped. I feel like this uh, quiz was skewed. You should call me back for some metal I, I, questions. I agree. And, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, agree. Yeah, you know. I try to keep you put up a good fight, Jay. You did. You, did. you put up a valiant effort. Guys with that, I have no more no more material. Do you have anything you want to plug, man? Like, what's the brewery up to? Like, what are we, what's going on? Upcoming events? Like, upcoming brews? I mean... We actually have a beer trivia coming up with more, um... <laughs> or less history <laughs> fucking questions. Weird. That, uh, is put on by yours truly. <laughs> the guy who got all of the answers incorrect. <laughs> and, uh, I was gonna put out a lot more... <laughs> it's actually titled... Relevant. It's actually titled Mark's Trivia is Bullshit. <laughs> that, that was the, that's the title of the show. <laughs> Hashtag hip hop anonymous. Um, no, just keep an eye on the Red Apple Farm because uh, we got a good thing there. We're happy with them. Uh, we're extending out to the fall, um, and we're doing fun things there. And 
Yeah, I have nothing to disclose right now, but we always have stuff in the works. Well, Oktoberfest. Don't forget about October. Ah, that's what I should be Party plugging. Look the at street, you. You know, like they're gonna see Absolutely. some beers and like beer maidens and German potato salad, which I might eat like, at least thirty-five pounds. I might eat more potato salad than beer I drank that day. Like it, it's it's a cl- it's, it's it's close. It's seriously. It close. really is the best party in North Central Mass. Um, it, it really is, hands down. Because like you know, when you were in college and you had like a kegger, and like at the end of the night, like you killed like that one keg, you're like really proud of yourselves. You're like, yeah, we killed that keg. What was it two years ago? We had really nice weather. We went through something like 94 <laughs> kegs of our beer that day, not counting counting the some other guest beers we were selling. Is that the year I heard about like the residents complaining about like people being on their roofs? No, no, there was no, no complaints never, ever. No, no, never any complaints okay. about the party. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, never I'm any complaints. Never, Everyone was happy. Never. Everybody was cheering. They were like, "Oh yeah, we killed that all that beer." And then yeah. Ryan and I were like. Fuck! <laughs> we went through a shit ton of beer. Let's go to work. Yeah, no, there, there's all good feelings at the party. We were carried out. You know, there's streamers. There's a ticker tape parade. It, it was great. You should be there. Oh yeah, it's authentic. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for inviting yeah, us. Thanks for bringing us beer. Of course, like, awesome. Uh, we actually, I mean, well, I say we, but I look forward to being there for uh, the, the the beer night. Like, well, we can make that happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Next time we do a, a sensory panel, I'll have you guys come out, live stream it. Definitely. Dude, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be America. Awesome. That'd be America. Live stream it. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, the way it would work is um, is because, like, we have the homebrew club and stuff, and it's, like, educational and stuff, but you guys could totally be, like, the, the, the Statler and Waldorf, where they're the guys from, like, the Muppet Show. You guys could totally just be in the corner just, like, saying whatever hey, the hell you want to hey, say. Hey, dude, we'll Facebook live it, and then we can... Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be, it'll be, be awesome. a hoop. It'll be a hoop. Dude, I'm in. Yeah, will you be my neighbor? Absolutely. But thanks for hanging with us. Anything, guys? For the people, I think we could... Thank you very much. Cheers. Check us out. Check out Moon Hill. Check out the episode links. I'll link these guys and, like, everything they've they've been working on, like, all of their websites and, like, whatnot to uh, the episode links. And uh, that's, uh, I guess that's the end of this one. We'll see you next time. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Cheers. is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.